where is your boy tonight? I've got mine right here. This is From Under the Dork Tree, your go-to source for the band Fall Out Boy and emo music from the early 2000s. I am your host, Eric, and with me as always is the Pete to my Patrick, Mick. What's up, buddy? Nothing, man. Just podcast. Just podcast <laughs> shit, dude. That was good. You had a little difficulty with the intro this week. I think you have difficulty with the intro every week, but th- today was particularly bad. I mean, I was a little tongue-tied, yes, that's yeah. true. That's okay, though. I'm so sorry. Shoot me in the face. Uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to just laugh at you making an ass out of yourself and go okay. on with my day. So as we normally record podcasts, that's sort of how it always goes. <laughs> um, yeah, we're doing a podcast. It's podcast time. Yeah, bro. It's time to time to get in the studio and do the pod. Mm-hmm. Are you done looking at your phone? Well, no, I'm looking at my phone. That's called a... I'm, do, I'm being a professional right now. I'm looking <laughs> at my phone for our outline. You're you're on Pornhub.com. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're minimizing Windows. <laughs> I'm on ePorner.com. <laughs> No, dude, what's going on? Nothing. Just, uh, we're, it's a nice day in Las Vegas. It's a, Isn't it? It looks like shit outside. Well, it's a, like overcast. It's nice. It's I all like windy. it. That's why we got the, the windows closed. Cause it's yeah, it so might get breezy. a little hot in here. I'm already sweating. Yeah. We got hot during the take this to your grave episode. Yeah. We were um, so amped. That's why. Yeah. But this might be a hot one also. This is a big record. This is, this mm-hmm. is like, honestly, this is probably like their most well-known record. I was going to ask, is this their best selling record? I don't no. think this is their biggest hit. No, no, or, no. They, um, this is, I, we'll get into it later on the show, but the, uh, the album after this, like is their biggest okay. album. Say it, say the name. Infinity on high. No. Say the name of the record that we're talking about. Oh, well for this record, uh, we are covering for the, this episode. Thank you, Mick. Yes. <laughs> uh, the episode is covering the album from under the cork tree part two of two yep uh last episode we kind of went through and discovered all we could about the production as well as covering the singles and the videos yeah left no stone unturned that's true we didn't we yep. we, we were the definitive source on all things from under the cork tree at this point uh-huh uh, well, this episode, we are going to be covering a track by track listen of every song on the album. Uh, but before we get into that, Mick, uh, do you want to go over any kind of media consumption? Uh, yeah. Did you consume any media? Jesus. Um, I've consumed some, me- I've con- c- consumed some, me- I didn't come soon. You didn't come me- soon. I don't know. <laughs> I definitely did come soon. Um, uh, I, you know what I've been, I've been watching this Casey Musgraves at the Grand Old Opry. Oh, is she doing the Grand Old Opry now? She well, she did it. She's already done it. Okay, but she there's she does um, ever the everywhere I've been everywhere. You know I've that song. I've been everywhere. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It's almost as good as her version. Thank you. almost. So I've just been watching that video. Uh, when I'm not listening to Fall Out Boy, I'll just I'll that's like my palate cleanse. <laughs> You're listen, yes. Listen to a little Casey Musgraves. I think I'm turning into like a Casey Musgraves person. I like Casey Musgraves. She's yeah. very cool. I thought you hated Casey Musgraves. No. I, I like there. There are not many country music acts that I like, but mm-hmm. she is one of them. She's also like not really country. She's like all her like she kind of like a little like, bit country, <laughs> a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> yes, she is the Marie Osmond of our generation. Oh, she geez. she kind of is. <laughs> She's yeah, very Mormon. Little, yeah. Um, I think most of her stuff is like pretty poppy, and she maybe yeah. has like a country background and has a little bit of twang in some of those songs. But I mean, yeah, you know, she commutes to country circles well she um i don't know if, i don't know if she's released anything since i listened to her but she was definitely like a country artist like the first couple albums okay um and she was actually like uh so there's some backlash to her because like the country scene is like oh well she's sort of like a liberal <laughs> so yeah she, they're like oh yeah she's singing Fucking about idiots <laughs> yeah she's like uh, she, she like sings a song about like uh 
like you know being accepting and like be like hey if you're gay like that's fine mm -hmm. and you know country music was like absolutely <laughs> not uh we're a little y alternative you and i yeah we're y'all alternative expand on speak on that please y'all alternative is the expression when someone is like rooted in like alternative mm -hmm. like subcultures but like enjoys country music okay yeah i get it yeah I, I get it now thank you y'all alternative okay uh -huh. i like that we're gonna explore a lot of like the alternative acts. <laughs> well, I think well, so you, the kind of I think the prototypical like y'all alternative act mm -hmm. is Orville Peck. I love Orville Peck. He's kind of like the post like it's the country, but it's like not not for country people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So because um, you know Orville Peck is an openly gay man. Yeah. Oh, I know. And he kicks all kinds of ass. Did you, you didn't you, wait? You didn't go to that show with us. I did not. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went to see Orville Peck. What maybe about a year ago? Yeah. It was wild yeah very amongst our circle a very divisive artist amongst us really no not you amongst our circle our friends yeah some people like hate orville peck because he's a gay man no <laughs> it's gabby gabby hates him oh i did not know that she doesn't hate him i don't want to say that but she just she finds it boring and i do too that's i, you I don't like that old outlaw country uh it's just a little boring for me i don't dislike it it's just a little boring for me okay well, you're entitled to your opinion. I like... Uh, I, oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I guess I'll bleep that out. No, leave it in. Okay. That's for old Orville. <laughs> Great. This one's for you, Orville. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I mean, um, did you have anything else for consumption? No. Have you consumed any media? I have. Um, I have. So, I guess a media, I guess, is a video game. That counts okay. as media, right? Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, as you know, I didn't answer the door for you today. Mm -hmm. uh, I am back into a an on-again, off-again relationship with a video game called Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV, A uh -huh. Realm Reborn. Yeah. Um, it's just a basic MMORPG that I've been playing since, fuck, like 2013. It's like wow. 10 years. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's like one of those games you kind of just pick up every now and then and dump 40, 50 hours into and then stop playing it again. <laughs> or dump 40 or 50 loads into. Jesus Christ. You know, you yeah, like you said, you didn't open the door. And I knew I know where you keep like your extra key. So I'll just let myself in. Yeah, you did. And when you when I came into your room, your pants around your ankles and there was a big titty anime girl. Yeah, just bouncing around. Yeah. So a big titty cat girl. Yeah. So I know what you're really I doing. Like, oh. I know, I know, I know what this your relationship with this video game is really like. It's a sexual relationship. <laughs> Yep, that's what I was getting. No, it's at. funny that it's you say that because realistically, like that is a horny game. Mm -hmm. Like you know, it's it's made by a company called Square Enix. Have you heard of? Square I'm familiar. Enix? Yeah, uh, they pretty much like you know, it's a it's anime style, yeah. and so there's cat girls in it, bunny girls, and Ew. that just leads to all sorts of degenerates just <laughs> flocking to the game. The message boards are just filled um, with yeah. Fan the art. The Discord servers are... Deviant art. Exactly, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've just been playing that lately, and um, that's kind of where my free... My, what little free time I have yeah. goes. Who do you think in Fallout Boy is like the biggest fan of like weird cat girls with big titties? It's absolutely Pete. Have you not... So, hold on, hold on. All right. Um, seriousness. Like, do you know about the... We're being serious now. Yeah. No more jokes. Um, do you... Have you heard about the rumors that Pete is a furry? I've no, I've not heard this. Okay, is this, so, ser this is serious. Yeah, this is okay. very serious. Uh, so in the fandom, uh, after the albums that we stopped listening to, um, there is a lot of like promotion for those albums, like where the videos were uh, feature like people like in llama suits. Okay, and um, there's like a lot of like animal, I guess like imagery <laughs> for these like other albums. Okay, and there was like a uh, there's a post that somebody posted on Reddit like a while back where. 
there was a furry convention in California and somebody got, they kicked out somebody. Uh, they were like, yeah, this guy didn't have the right pass. So we kicked him out. Uh-huh. And they were like, yeah, he was saying like, he's in the band, like fallout boy. And so <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not joking. Like I'll, I'll find, I'll, we'll do okay. another episode where we kind of cover this in full, but trust that there is like, okay. A theory that Pete is a, is a furry, which okay. is fine. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You're waving no, like you're motioning no. Um, you know, in that in the um, uh, heartbreak feel, not the heartbreak feels so good. What's the other single? Love from the other side. Love from the other side. Yes, that's, there's that. There's a panda. There's a raccoon. Same thing. Mm, not really. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess that's solid evidence that Pete is a furry. Yeah, they can. There's like a there. There's a whole thing we can go into because you know this. We are aiming to be the definitive fallout boy knowledge podcast <laughs> yeah there is going to be a four part episode where we go into pete wentz and furries and just furries in general so yeah i mean i already have like a side podcast about furries um <laughs> i thought you were gonna say you already have a furry suit i do you're That's, wearing i wear it i wear it to whenever i record that other podcast. you are wearing the pants right now just the pants <laughs> yeah right okay anyways um but yeah so pete's pete might be a furry okay and that's fine yeah sure yes yes not yes. sure yes okay great um so yeah, that's the media I've been consuming. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do so. One of the other things that we wanted to go into before we start going into the track by track mm-hmm. is corrections and omissions. Okay. Um, after our last episode, your wife Sam mm-hmm. was kind enough to point out that when I mentioned the lead singer of the band The Academy is, I was I kept saying Ben Jorgensen. Yeah, some uh, Swedish guy. Yes, yeah, the Swedish guy. I don't think he's really Swedish, but. You know. He works at Ikea. Yeah. Um, the actual lead singer of the Academy is, is uh, William Beckett. Will Beckett. Yeah. Will Beckett. William Beckett. Uh, ben Jorgensen is the lead singer for the band Armor for Sleep, mm. who was in the Dance Dance video. That's where I got confused. You were all jumbled up. I was all over the place. That's okay. Um, that's pretty much it, though, for corrections. Uh, if you have any corrections for us, you can email us at dorktreepod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Call in. Call in. I've got a phone number. It's nine one one. Dial it right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't have any corrections. I was perfect last you episode, were, per usual. Yes, as, absolutely. Um, one of the best to ever do it in show business. <laughs> Johnny Carson, a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Carson, a Fallout Boy podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Located in Las Vegas. Well, I don't know. That's a really bad Johnny Carson impression. <laughs> I did not know that. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, nobody nobody listening to this podcast knows who the <laughs> fuck Johnny Carson is. They know who he is. Well, they that's just a little weird. They don't I, just don't give a fuck. Okay, fair. All right. Are we ready? Are we going yeah, to go, track- go into the track by track? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, cool. Well, a uh, little background info. Uh, this album, From Under the Cork Tree, released 2005. Um, it was double platinum. Uh, at the time, Fall Out Boy's biggest hit. It sold 2 million records. And... The first song is called uh, "The Lo- Our Lawyers Made Us Change the Name of This Song So We Wouldn't Get Sued. There you go. And that was track one. Our lawyer made us change the name of this song, so we didn't get sued by Fall Out Boy. 
What did you think of that song? Um, well, first off, l- l- opening the first second of this song. Yeah. The camera clicks. Yes. It's not my favorite. Yeah, absolutely. D- not a great way to start the record. They're um, definitely making a statement. Yeah. What do you think that statement is? Let's explore. What do we know just from the first three seconds of this record? They, I don't, so at the time, like they weren't like, besides a niche pop punk band, like they were somewhat famous on like MTV too and stuff, but they weren't yeah. like superstars. So like, I don't, I don't know if this is it being warranted that they were, they, they knew that they were going to be huge or they mm-hmm. were already huge at the time. It's a little confusing. Just talking big, big picture of this record. Uh-huh. It's, we know that now they're on a major label. We know that they want to be rock stars. We know that they're not rock stars yet, but we know that there's a chance they're going to become rock stars because they have the major label pushing them. A lot of the lyrics in this record explore are kind of like playing both sides of the field. Uh They're like, we're, oh, look, our first song has these camera clicks. We're rock stars. We're famous. But then some of the lyrics are like, you know, you'll be disappointed in us, you know, stuff like that. It's it's very, we'll let you down. We'll let you down, stuff like that. It's very strange what they're what they're trying to go for. I think that's my probably my right off the bat my biggest criticism of this record mm-hmm. is what w- w- just like are you rock stars or not? Yes. Okay. And I don't think you can do both at the same time. Or at uh, least I I don't prefer you to do both at the same. Right. Time. I think that they kind of do that, um, mm-hmm. and they're kind of tongue in cheek about it, and that's okay. Uh, before we cut, did you know? Did you want to say what the original name for this song was called before they? We're told they're going to get sued. Um, you say it. Do you? Yeah, the band. Okay, so yeah. No, I know what it is, asshole. I have a big chunk about it too. I just, don't, I just don't have it written down. Okay, this original name for this track is "My Name Is David Ruffin" and these are the Temptations. Yes. So, which was like an intro that the David Ruffin would do for the Temptations before they would play. Yes. Oh, yeah. But there's more to this story. I, okay. I, I learned some pretty interesting stuff. So, um, in the what? what this is probably like the fifties, right? The Temptations. 50s, 60s, or like 60s, yeah. Motown, Yeah, right? Motown, Motor City. Here's what happens. So the Supremes, you know the Supremes? Yeah. Diana Diana Ross. Ross. Yeah. They were originally just called the Supremes, and then the label decided to change the name of the band to Diana Ross and the Supremes. Did you know that? I did not know that. So this guy, David Ruffin, who is part of the Temptations, started getting a big head. It's like, hey, guys, we should change the name of our band to David Ruffin and the Temptations. Yeah. And they were like, fuck you. They were like, fuck you. Yeah. And it <laughs> okay. ruined his career. Like, that. Like I don't think that was the only thing that um, kind of pushed him out of the band. But it was a major thing. And he ended up getting kicked out of the Temptations. And he okay. died kind of tragically, like, in the oh, early really? 90s. Yeah, he had, like, a cocaine overdose. Oh. He was, like, not part of the Temptations. Um, so, and I was thinking about that. Like, I wonder if Pete is trying to do something, like... Is he, is, oh, interesting. I don't know. I know. Well, yeah, Pete is very much like the most ambitious member of the band. Yeah. Is he, is Pete kind of like being hyper aware of himself? I can see that. I don't know because he's not even like the guy who is getting the main spotlight. If anything, Patrick is the most recognizable member of the band, but he's quiet during the interview. So Pete is kind of like the PR interview guy. Well, yeah, but like Pete is, is they, they came to an agreement where Pete is the front man. Yes. So like whenever they're like playing live, like Pete mm. is the one interacting with the audience. Yes. Um, but you're right. Yeah. I mean, obviously when you watch any kind of band, you always associate the lead singer as like the face of the band. Mm-hmm. So it is sort of like a weird kind of thing. I just, I just was wondering if that's what they're trying to go. For. Is this a commentary on mm-hmm. who is the leader of the band? band and right i don't know it's but I, it, yeah it's just kind of interesting to me yeah that is interesting um yeah what else what do you got on so, the okay so 
you mentioned the 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 cameras uh or the camera shutters and how that was sort of like a like a red flag almost mm-hmm. my red flag wasn't necessarily the shutters but the fact that the first words are brothers and sisters <laughs> i was just like oh god like yeah. this is like kind of like you're lost in the sauce yeah you've mentioned that to me before that you don't like the opening words yeah it doesn't really bug me that much not as much as it bugs you i, I think but i get where you're coming from yeah it's just it's sort of it's too bombastic yeah you know it's it's sort of like bono at like uh-huh. the height of his power he's just like you know like brothers and sisters yeah. you know yeah that's this song is sonically still like a pop punk mostly song and then they're yeah. doing these kind of bombastic things with the with the brothers and sisters and the movie or the the camera clicks it's yeah. a little all over the place you know? it is but it's okay uh there's another thing that kind of stuck out to me was uh Besides, we've got such good fashion sense. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Um, I would argue that they've got terrible fashion yes. sense. It's, I mean, but it's it's early 2000s, so everyone dressed like a fucking crazy person. Yeah, so I was looking into people's thoughts on that uh-huh. lyric specifically. And a lot of people think that that's supposed to be tongue-in-cheek, that they know they don't have good fashion oh, okay. sense. But I don't know. I, I think that they say that probably, you know, after the fact. But <laughs> at the time, they were probably like, yeah, like, we're so fucking cool. Yeah. I like this song a lot. I know it, it sounds like we're kind of like poo-pooing the song a little bit. Yeah. It just, some of the, it just right off the bat, some of the themes of this song are a little confusing, but at its core, I really like the guitar sounds. The guitar on, sounds are great. Yeah. Um, the song is super catchy. It's a good song. It's, it's, I like this song. It's fast. It's got a driving beat. Mm-hmm. Like I, one of the things I, I kind of coming back to this album, I was just like, Maybe I I don't know that like at the time like it didn't seem like it but like Andy and uh, Joe don't get enough credit because like the drum and guitar sounds yeah. on this album are <laughs> fucking great. I listened to some Jackass. I you know what? Full disclosure. Uh, in preparation for this, I listened to another person's analyst an analysis of this record. Okay, and that they're Jackasses. I don't want to say who. Maybe uh-huh. I'll say one day. But <laughs> yeah. they were talking about how um it's good that Andy like slows down during this record it's like basically saying that like in the past andy does too much on drums and i think that's such a stupid fucking thing to say man that's very stupid yeah like i if you're talking purely about making a pop record maybe people don't want to hear like super complicated drums right a little metal drums yeah a little overwhelming but some of the best parts of this record are with like andy is like shining his drum fills are great yeah so yeah, that's fucking stupid. I mean, yeah. I get it, though. Like, you know, you can't have that in a pop song, which mm-hmm. this is, you know, kind of the knocking on the door of, like, being fully pop. Yeah. But, no, like, mm-hmm. you can set your clock to Andy's playing. It's yeah. He's a very good drummer. I don't give a fuck if this song is popular. I don't give a fuck how many records... Do you like this song, though? <laughs> I do like it. Okay. But I don't give a fuck how many, like, records... How many copies this record sold? I want music to sound good, and I don't care if it's, like, mm-hmm. um, appealing to the radio. So okay. I'm going to say Andy should just be being doing more complicated drums and going off as go off sis cook hold up let him cook yeah let him cook <laughs> uh another lyric uh that i think was very of the time was a uh, the ribbon on my wrist says do not yeah. open till christmas <laughs> it's it's cute i like it it's cute yeah it's like um i feel like with this album and i could be totally off base here i feel like there's so much like bravado in this album. Like it's very like, we're fucking the best. We're, mm-hmm. we're the best boys. And I feel like that's sort of taken from brand new Dejan Tandu. Cause that's very much like in, mm. in pop punk and alternative, you don't really see guys being like dudes, not well. You see guys <laughs> being dudes all the time, but you don't see guys being like, Oh, I'm the shit. Like be, this sort of like 
arrogance mm-hmm. or confidence, overconfidence. And I feel like you get that that started with brand new Dejan Tandu. And I think that it's done better here. It's much more playful, like yeah. playful bravado, which is okay. Mm-hmm. They're not like, oh yeah, we're fucking all your girlfriends. We're the best guys. <laughs> like, you know? So it's yeah. it's sort of fun, but like you definitely see like they're they're kind of crafting a persona. Uh-huh. So it works for me at some points. It doesn't work at other points. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll tackle that as we yeah. delve deeper into this masterpiece. Okay, great. From under the cork tree. From, from under fall, the cork. from Fallout Boy. The boys from Chicago. Anything else you got on this song? No, no, no. This is I think that's good. Um, you know, we hit on all the points that I wanted to touch on. Uh we can go right into the next track if you want. Let's do it. Yeah, so track number two of all the gin joints in the world. Ellipses. Good song. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will cut and we'll play that for you right now. That was of all the gin joints in the world by the band Fallout Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, good song. Yeah, yeah. You it was on your wedding song. Yeah, your wedding is, yeah. Played during the ceremony playlist. Yeah. What do you think? What are I, your thoughts? I liked it a lot. I know that this is a song that you enjoy particularly. Yep. Uh, I was going back, and I love the I love the the oh 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 oh. I love that. <laughs> do you have your like? Um, last time you were un, you were not prepared to have your ranked songs in order. Did you do that this time? No. <laughs> I will do that when we cut. Yep. Uh, it's funny about that is even, and again, this is... I put it in the notes. I you know. Did, you, I you know. Were gonna, and I did it. I took the time to do it again. I'll take okay. the time today to do it. I'll do it right after this. Mm-hmm. And then what I think we should do is we, we once we get our website up, we'll do we'll list all of our rankings for each album oh, yeah. on the website. The visits will really start piling in then. <laughs> I mean, it's just more for, you know, just a catalog. Yes. Um. So the, my, web, the website of record. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, my note for this is... This is a really good song. Nice. Yes. That's a good note. Thank you, dude. <laughs> uh, very strong chorus. Were you? In, I'm glad. I'm glad you took time out of your precious day jacking off to your Final <laughs> Fantasy game to write. This is a good song in the notes. Look, I might. I may or may not have been playing that Final <laughs> Fantasy game while I listened to the album to write the notes. <laughs> Fair enough. Don't worry. I did all the heavy lifting. For, okay. Good. Per usual. Yeah. You're. You're. You're really the. The, the workhorse behind this uh, this podcast. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? I think you know what it means. <laughs> um, have you ever seen Casablanca? Uh, no. <laughs> it sucks. It's an old fucking movie. I don't give a shit. In preparation for this uh, podcast, I watched the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, sure you did. Yeah. That's, no, I didn't. <laughs> you uh, love old Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> I did watch like the scene that this, uh, uh-huh. the, 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 this lyric references. Oh, the... the you're getting on that plane. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> well, something like that. Yeah. It is something like that. Of all like the gin that. joints in the world, she had to walk into mine. Yeah. He's like all drunk and stuff and the piano. He makes the piano player play for him. Play it again, Sam. That movie sucks. sucks. It's not. It's in black and white. <laughs> yeah. So is. Uh, Clerks? What's well, no. Was that, what's that Robert Pattinson movie? The Lighthouse. Oh, yeah. That's a good movie. Yeah. Not as good as Twilight, though. Well, yeah, that's of true. Course. Ooh, Fall Out Boy and Twilight. <laughs> so yeah, we have to do. We have to talk about their social media presence. Yeah, the fuck, <laughs> I fucking love their social media presence. So this is it's March fifteenth when we're recording this. Yesterday, they posted a a clip to their their Instagram a reels, and pretty much it's they've interspliced the video a little less sixteen candles a little more, kiss me. Yes. 
and they touch me, touch me, touch me. I'm now. telling you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a little more touch me. And they spliced in parts where Pete's fighting vampires with the, the iconic baseball scene yeah. from Twilight. Who is that? Is that? It's Fall Out Boy. No. The song. The, the oh, it's. Uh, Mars it's, Volta? No, no, no. It's that. Uh, Who? What's that band? That shitty band. Um, Imagine they do Dragons. the Knights of Sidonia, that song. Night? What Muse. It's Muse. Oh, it's Muse. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I was never a Muse fan. Were you? Nope. Yeah. It's, whatever. Um, yeah. So, anyways, back to this album. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else do you got? What, what are, do you have any? I, I love just the, the sounds of this song. Yeah. Um, there's a part right before the last, uh, the last bridge of the song. They just strip back all the vocals, and mm-hmm. it's you know Patrick just singing. I you know I've got headaches and bad luck, Ooh, and then they go right into it. It's yeah. great. I fucking love it. Yeah, uh, this song is great. This song is everything I want from Fall Out Boy. Uh, the The guitar part in the beginning mm-hmm. is perfect. Yeah, yeah. This the, everything about the song sounds great. It, the song whips ass. It's kind of like sad bastard music too. I don't Le- think so. You, you don't think, think so? so? Well, the lyrically, it's a little, it's a little depressing. There's the a sad song for sure that I want to go into later. Th- but there's a lot of sad songs on this record. Are, I really yeah. kind of got into it. But I guess sonically, it's not really sad bastard. But it's the lyrics are a little depressed. A little, yeah. I think, um, I think Pete's dealing with a lot of imposter syndrome on yeah. this album. We'll get, we'll get to what Pete is dealing with in a couple, couple songs. songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we don't want. We're not going to make. You know, I don't want to make jokes about it. You know? No, we shouldn't. That's uh, a good, yeah. And so I, will do I won't off, even, yeah, uh, I will do that off, off air with you. <laughs> Jesus. Um, no, no. no, just that's, that's not funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll edit. Uh, all, all right. All right. Uh, so anyway, do you want to go right into track three? Or did you have anything else for this one? No, the song is great. Let's go to track three. Just like this. They bleed into each other. Yeah, they do. A, they do that with a couple other songs too. Yeah, I don't remember which ones. I, I got uh, on my notes. I took notes and I, okay. I noticed. Um, okay, cool. So track number three, a song you all might know called Dance Dance. I'll cut here and then we'll put it in. You always fold just before you found out. Drink up its last call, last resort. But only the first mistake And that was Dance Dance by the band Fall Out Boy. Dance Dance. You love that part. Dance Dance. You love that. Dance Dance. Did you like that song? Uh, Yeah, I am. I like the song. I don't mind the song. I have a lot of really, I've got a lot to say, a lot to say about I think that, the, that all of our collective history with that song kind of keeps us from liking it. It's sort of like, a, you know, when like you watch a movie like, the crow mm-hmm. and you're like, this is a good yeah. movie but then you realize that everyone that likes that song is a fucking dork <laughs> and you're like shit yeah a little bit um I, I again i never was in love with this song uh-huh. i've come back around on it a little bit um it won two teen 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 choice awards okay that was the first thing that popped up when i googled it <laughs> yeah you, <laughs> like that's kind of weird you were just googling teens and oh you're my like, god no <laughs> stop um uh, uh, this baseline is iconic I love the bass line. The bass line saves a lot of song for me. Yeah. Um, boom, 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 boom. That's yep, great. I that's love it. it. Sounds. That is how it sounds. <laughs> uh, uh, 
Influenced by another David Bowie song, Modern Love. Yeah. So did you listen to Modern Love after hearing that? I did, but I don't remember listening to it. So the it takes pretty much the the drum beat is pretty much Modern Love, but sped up. Okay. Uh, you know, there's a little difference to it, but it's mm-hmm. very similar to like mm-hmm. Modern Love. This is like their first like real pop song. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you know that there's a uh, one of the writers for this song is this guy, Bryce Wong, who apparently writes like was a collaborator with Kanye West too. He's like one of Kanye. Oh, West's I guys. read something about uh-huh. that. I didn't look too. And so I tried to it. find more about this guy and I really couldn't find anything. Oh, okay. Only just like basic, basically just like the, the remnants of like the internet, like uh-huh. his, uh, basically just saying he existed. He, he helped write some fallout boy songs and Kanye West songs. And that's about it. Really? That's yeah. weird that he kind of just stopped doing mm-hmm. it after touching on like two of the biggest people of the time. Yeah. He might still be doing it, but just, there's not a lot of, yeah, low profile. He is, doesn't have a big internet footprint, it feels like, mm-hmm. which is kind of surprising. So, Bryce, if you're listening to this, call in. Yeah, We'd love to have you out. as a guest. Yeah, Let us be know. on the podcast. <laughs> Let us know about how you wrote one of my least favorite songs on this record. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be go over well. And you want to ask him about all, all that Kanye West stuff, because you love Kanye West. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a sexy song. Uh-huh. Do you, you love agree? it? You love sex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who yeah, does it, though? Uh, uh um <laughs> it's a it's an erotic song it's a pop song it's definitely a song <laughs> yeah, i wouldn't say it's an erotic song i would it's a sexy song you don't have to say it i said it's an erotic okay, song. all right it's their attempt to kind of get on the radio and it worked they got on the radio it rebranded them like yeah. they were not they're not just like a pop punk band anymore they're, they're just a rock band they're a rock band they're yeah. a pop band um so many lyrics like Doing this since doing this podcast, there have been so many lyrics that I'm like, wow, I was so wrong because it's just like you you can't really discern what Patrick is saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have a couple a couple clips where I'm just like, oh yeah, that's the actual lyric, or no, it's uh, that's what I thought the lyric was. Yeah, please share. So there's uh, the part where it says, uh, why don't you show him a little bit of spunk or say a little bit of spine? You've been saving for his mattress. <laughs> I always thought it was like a little bit of spunk, like, you know, like, you know, not, it's sort of like a double play on words where it's like spunk, like mm-hmm. jism. Yeah. And then, you know, it was like your moxie spunk. Yeah. Uh, it was actually a little bit of spine and then, uh, ride homie. I always thought he was like my first mistake is that, you know, that I was very wrong about the, the yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that one is. Cause that. I don't know where you're pulling that lyric from. Homie? You think yeah, they like, say ho- ride homie. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. I thought they were, okay. they were trying to be like poppy. I thought they. I thought that he was saying little bit of spice. Why don't you show me that little bit of spice you've been saving for your mattress? Mattress. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Patrick is not. He doesn't enunciate a lot in these lyrics. That's okay. So, so okay. So, when I said ride homie. So, it's from the line, uh, drink up its last call, last resort, but only for the first mistake and I. But I always thought, you know, he it makes it sound like, you know, drink up its last call, last resort, ride homie, my first Jeez. mistake. I don't know, man. Okay. I don't, I don't, I didn't hear that. And I don't think any of our listeners did. So you're on your if own. You, if you, okay, fine. If you <laughs> think that he said ride homie, mm-hmm. write homie to <laughs> gmail.com, uh, tree pod. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to get right into it. I've been kind of beating around the bush. Okay. I just, this song irks me. It always has irked me. It's, it feels... I feel slightly betrayed because it's like, I feel like they, I don't think this is their sellout song. You sold out. No, I don't think that. I'm an adult. I'm 35. Uh But there was part of this song that it's like, uh, it's just like they're 
It was an attempt to kind of get it on the radio. And from what I can gather, they they feel like this is the first time they really started clicking as a band. Yeah. They're really proud of this song. And I feel bad that it irks me. It irks it irks me that it's like kind of poppy. Yeah. The but, song in general just kind of irks me. I've never been the biggest fan. Although I like it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying I don't like the song. Don't come at me. Uh-huh. Just hasn't been my favorite song. I, is this a song where Patrick was like, yeah, I feel like we've really found our sound? Yeah. Okay. Well... Not only it does make sense for the with the direction they go into. Yeah, I don't like the dance, dance. I don't like that part. And then at the end, where the oh god, where he says the, um, why don't you show me that little bit of spunk you've been saving for your mattress? Spunk, see, spunk. And then there's like a little like falsetto. It's kind of hard to hear. And someone goes love. Oh yeah, I hate. Yeah, yeah, that's where where Pat does the little the heart sign on the video. Yeah, Uh, love. Yeah, yeah. It's just this is just not for me. More power to them. I'm glad it made them giant rock stars and a bunch of money. A ton of money. Uh, there will be points of this record where they get a little bit more experimental, and I like that. Yeah. Just this song is not for me. Anything okay. else you got for this? Um, No. That's pretty much it. That's all I had. Uh, it's a sexy song. Mm-hmm. These are sexy boys. I have more things to say. I know I threw it back to you like I was done, but I have more to say. Oh, please go on. There's a, apparently a part where... Pete says Joe Troman is lame. Oh, yes. Backwards. He says backwards. Yeah. I'm not really sure where you hear it in the record. So if you send us a like a, a timestamp. I can just put a timestamp in the uh, in the show notes if you like. Okay. Or put it on Instagram. Okay, cool guy. I mean, you know. post Make an entire Instagram post just with the timestamp of where he says Joe Troman is lame. I can absolutely do that. Okay. Uh, what else do I got on this song? Did you know that Joe like bankrolled the band? What? Yeah. Oh, like he funded the band. He funded the band for their mm. first, uh, their first album, or I guess it's the pro- the Project Rocket EP. But he he funded it with his uh, his bar mitzvah money. Really? No, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, that's like, it. It's very sweet. Joe's great, and he was yeah. never, and he was never like, hey, I funded this band. I need sixty percent of this band's like <laughs> you know residuals. Yeah, good guy. Good, good guy. Good guy, Joe. Not bad. Um, there's apparently a Machine Gun Kelly song featuring Burt McCracken from The Used. Oh, I love Burt. That samples this song. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, I listened to the song, couldn't hear the sample. Oh, okay. So <laughs> that's two instances of me just not being able to hear what someone on the inter- the internet is telling me. Well, do you like Machine Gun Kelly? I hate Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, that dude sucks. Yeah. Sorry, Derek. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Burt McCracken's also going a little crazy, too. Have you, have you read any of this stuff about him? He's going crazy or he's, he's been crazy he's for like crazy, the last he's 20 years? He's crazier than he has been. Okay. Well, you know they're going back on tour, right? Yeah. They I just announced that. that. I'd like to see them. I'd see the used. That'd be great. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, okay. That's all I got. Okay. Dance, dance. Uh, dance, dance. Dance, dance. Oh, you hate that. <laughs> all right. So uh, next song, you might know it. Uh, before we get into that, Fall Out Boy, at least for these first couple albums, they like to front load the albums with their singles. Yeah, yes, definitely. I'm glad you said it, because I feel like this this is pretty front loaded. Yeah. Although there are some songs in the back end that I really like a lot. It's Oh me too. Yeah. yeah but it's the hits and the kind of like record the 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 It's the hook to get y- you in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh next song, track four. It's a little song called Sugar We're Going Down.
And that was Sugar We're Going Down by the band Fall Out Boy. It's a good song. Yeah, it's a great song. You love that song. Uh huh. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, you're sitting across from me. That's how I'm looking at you. Because you don't. Because you have issues with this song. First, I don't have reason. issues with it. You better not. <laughs> I just. Think I love this. Song. It's a good song. Yeah. Um. What are your thoughts? What 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 stands out on this song? What's your favorite part of this song? So, uh, <laughs> the the line I'm you're just an I'm just a notch in your bedpost, but you're just a line in the song. Yeah. I would argue that it's much better to be a line in the song than a notch in a bedpost. Because <laughs> uh, that person's going to be remembered forever. Yeah. If Fall Out Boy had not been a giant band and they were just some dumb lyric in some little garage band, then it wouldn't be very good. But it's Fall Out Boy. So. Yeah. I, yeah. If I were that girl or guy, I'd be like, mm-hmm. fuck, this is dope. <laughs> so. That's probably, I think that's probably the best Fall Out Boy sing- lyric. No. You don't think so? I don't think so. I mean, they've got a lot of clever wordplay. Like mm-hmm. Pete's not a, as, as much shit as we give Pete, like Pete's not a bad songwriter. I didn't say he was. I'm just saying I think that's like their best lyric. I think it's like kind of their most iconic lyric. Okay. Um, it's just a good lyric. It's just me. This is just me gushing about how good this song is, and you and you telling me I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm just poo pooing you a little bit. <laughs> no, no, it's it's good. Uh, so I didn't realize this until literally today, just dri- driving home, mm-hmm. um, or driving home, or walking walking home yesterday from the gym. I was lying the entire time. I wasn't driving. <laughs> yeah, uh, you don't have a driver's license. <laughs> I'm 14, you don't I'm 14 years old. Um, I was listening to this album, and I didn't realize that the whole chorus is like a boxing metaphor. Yeah. We're going down, down in an mm-hmm. earlier round, and mm-hmm. Sugar, we're going down swinging. Yeah. I didn't realize that until literally yesterday. <laughs> oh, you're a dumbass. I mean, you didn't know that fucking Take This to Your Grave was in the last song of Take This to Your Grave, so fuck Neither you. Neither did you. you. I did. I told you I did know about it. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, boxing. Uh, another, you, you want to talk about another lyric? This the bullet, n- uh, the loaded God complex. Oh, no, no, go into that. I, what I, the fuck does that mean? I thought what, it was a loaded gun complex. It's not. It's not? Oh. When, I think even as recent as like a couple weeks ago, we, you and I thought it was a loaded gun complex uh-huh. and at, looking at the lyrics, it's loaded God complex, cock it and pull it. So now with that new fresh information that you're being presented, what does that mean? It means it's stupid because you you make you make a gun allegory right after you say a loaded god complex, uh-huh. cock it and pull it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh it's the one uh pick the one thing I can criticize about this song. Yeah, what does that mean? I don't know. No one knows. We'll have to, when we when we get Patrick on the show. We'll have to ask him about yeah. it. <laughs> I think they were just a little too he a little too clever for their own good. I could see that. He thought he was doing something. Yeah, yeah. And they brought it to the table and they're like, let's roll with it. And now twenty years later, it's like, oh, that doesn't make. You any got sense. two dildos on a podcast making fun <laughs> of your lyrics. I'm sure they're just they're destroyed. Yeah, they're absolutely. shattered by the <laughs> uh, the two idiots or. or <laughs> criticizing the one lyric in their song that made them millionaires. Yeah, absolutely bil- millionaires. Um, I would say there's a lot of like movie references in this whole album. Yeah. Pete's a big movie nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one with a bullet, High Fidelity. Yes. Uh, another movie that I'm sure Pete loves. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. Yeah. With jo- John Cusack. Who, John Cusack. Who they, who they talk about two records ago. Yeah, in Evening Out with Your Girlfriend. Yeah, I can be your John Cusack. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's not a great lyric. Yeah. Um, that might have been a Pat lyric. Maybe. I don't know. Since you brought it up, I was going to ask you, is this whole record like a, a concept record about m- movies? A... No, I mean, probably makes, not, right? I mean, probably not, but I think that, I just think that, I, I I saw an interview where Pat is talking about Pete just being like a person who just talks in movie quotes. 
<laughs> which sounds that doesn't sound insufferable. annoying. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I just I kind of think that's just the way his brain works. He yeah. just like without it trying to be a movie album, it's just there's tons of movie references in it. Yeah, there's a million. We've already talked about Casablanca. Mm-hmm. There's another one, you know, here's another one with goddamn high fidelity. There is just a lot of movie references. It's a big part of this record. Even it's not really like a movie theater, but the cover of the record is like a, a, a theater, theater yeah. you know. It's more like a like a stage. Yeah, absolutely. Than a, than a than a theater, but um you know. So movies are a big part. Well, going into movie references, mm-hmm. our next track, uh nobody puts baby in a corner. I don't do it. I don't do I have anything else I want to say about this? Oh, yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Did you have anything else? Um, I just, oh, I did. Okay. Okay. So there is a cup, uh, several years ago, Taylor Swift went on tour Yeah, and in every city she played in, she would do a cover song from a band that was like famous from that city. Oh, okay. So she does in Chicago, she does sugar. We're going down. Oh, interesting. Uh, She loves fallout boy. Yeah. Uh, you don't really need to watch the video itself is not remarkable sorry uh-huh. if you're sorry if you're a big taylor swift person swifty I'm, yeah those people are fucking crazy hey easy i don't want the, the swifties <laughs> coming after us okay anyway um it the 118 mark uh-huh. in this video she like gets done with like the first chorus okay and then she looks like off like like kind of into the crowd and this goes fallout boy <laughs> what? And it's 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 kind of the way we say Fallout Boy. Uh-huh. You know, like sometimes we're talking about Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy. She kind of says it like that. It's kind of She's funny. just like us for real, for real. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to watch a pretty boring Taylor Swift cover of this song, go to fuckyou.org and watch it there. <laughs> go to goatsy.org. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got for this song. Great I, song. Fuck you for not liking it. The the song takes forever to end. It trails off for like mm-hmm. a good like fifteen seconds before yeah. it goes into nobody puts baby in the corner. And typically, I don't like that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I'm in on it. You're like, God bless them. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, track five. We'll get into that. Nobody puts baby in a corner by the band Fallout Boy. Mm-hmm. And we'll cut and we'll put it here. Keep quiet. That was Nobody Puts Baby in a Corner by the band Dirty Dancing. <laughs> Have you seen Dirty Dancing yet or no? No, I've never seen Dirty Dancing. We should we should do like just a girls' night. Me and you, we'll go watch Dirty <laughs> Dancing. We'll eat a pint of ice cream. Patrick Swayze? Yeah, Patrick Swayze, yeah. Jennifer Grey. Um, who else is in that? Um, I Is Peter Knight in this movie? Who's Peter Knight? Uh, Newman from Seinfeld. I could see him being in it, but I don't think he is. <laughs> The uh, the old guy from Law and Order, he's in it. Okay, I don't know who the you you would know him as soon as you saw him. But Jimmy Smiths, I wish it was Jimmy Smiths uh, of Star Wars: The Prequels. Yeah, <laughs> that guy who always showed his ass on Law and Order. <laughs> you, no, that's Sipowitz. Yeah, Jimmy Smiths is not Sipowitz. Who's Sipowitz? Sipowitz is the guy that looks like Stavros from uh, Come Town. Do you know who that is? <laughs> no, you don't know Come Town. Okay, I don't know what we'll Come talk about Town it. After, is. We'll talk about it after. Jesus the show. Christ. Um. No, yeah, Jimmy Smith's never showed his ass on uh, NYPD Blue, mm-hmm. I, I think. So, 
Um, I someone when I was looking up the name of this song, someone uh-huh. mistakenly, some jackass on the inter- internet, mistakenly said they got the name of this song from an episode of Veronica Mars. <laughs> <laughs> probably because I mean, probably I wouldn't be surprised if Veronica Mars had an episode yeah, called because that's it's exactly what it is. Yeah. Veronica Mars also has an episode called Noe puts baby in a corner. Yeah, and they were. <laughs> So if you're listening and you're that person who wrote that on the you're internet, fuck you, jackass. <laughs> you idiot. Um, uh, now I've never seen Dirty Dancing, only never really seen Veronica Mars either. I think I watched that one episode that Adam Scott was in because I just oh, wanted yeah. to see. You love Adam Scott. We love, we love Adam, we, we love Adam we Scott. We love Adam Scott. Um, Adam, we know you're listening. Yeah. We love you. <laughs> yeah. A lot of these movies that they like reference, I just haven't yeah. seen. I'm not a big like movie guy. I have yeah. a short attention span. Well, the, the, I mean, yeah, they, they're very like classic like '80s movies. Uh-huh. Which I mean, Pete is older, so you know that's the shit he probably grew yeah. up watching. How much older than us is he? Pete is, I think, oh god, he's like six or seven years older than us. I think he might be like ten years older than us. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Peter Kingston is Kingston Wentz. Yeah, I think he's like yeah. Yeah, he's old as fuck. Not yeah. old as fuck, but you know, he's like he's probably like forty-eight. His middle name is Kingston. He's got like two middle names, but uh, one of them is Kingston. Yeah, lucky him. Did you know about the Joe Biden thing I, sh- I sent you? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't look into it. I was so. <laughs> so do you do you realize that Joseph R. Biden, President forty-six of this country, yeah, is responsible for creating the band Fall Out Boy? I knew that in my bones, but I didn't know the explanation <laughs> for it. Why? How does so, that happen? So Pete's parents met when they were both campaigning for uh, Biden to be a senator in like Pennsylvania. Yeah. He's from Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's how they met. And then, uh, yeah, like I think there's a picture of Pete, like as a baby getting held by like a young Joe Biden and by a young Joe Biden, I mean like a 50 year old Joe Biden because yeah. he's ancient. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyways, sleepy Joe. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. It's the but you know the the butterfly effect is that what that's called? Like yeah, one yeah. thing happens and it changes it's the course of the, history. Of history. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, we wouldn't have fucking centuries if it wasn't for Joe Biden. <laughs> Damn it, Joe. Um, what do we got on this song? So okay, I have a question for you. So you, I know that you go through and you read the the lyrics. Uh huh. I did not know until we were covering um, "My Heart Will Always Be the B Side to My Tongue" mm-hmm. that the part of the chorus where Patrick just mumbles, yeah, is uh, him saying. Uh, Hand behind this pen relieves a failure every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is, I, I, I was listening to this song for 20 years. Uh-huh. I had no fucking clue. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just the things you learn. Why is that so shocking to you? It's just because I, I didn't understand a goddamn word he was saying. And so oh, was yeah, he like, does say it pretty fast. Yeah. Keep it. Um, yeah, it's, uh, this is a good song. It's a good song. Um, I thought you were gonna make a joke about like the hand relieving something like a jacking off joke. Well, I guess I will now. <laughs> it's like a, when you're, when you're roughing up your suspects. <laughs> Cranking it. Uh-huh. Um, the lyrics, obviously, I'm not saying anything, uh-huh. but the lyrics in this whole record are a lot more mature. Yeah. A lot more complicated, a little less like obvious, Two, like, take this to your grave is pretty straight to the point. There's yeah. not a lot of, like, uh, what's, like, illusion or metaphor. Yeah. This record is, like... Tons I, of metaphor. Yeah. And there's a lot of... I think this... Most of this record... If this record is not about being famous, it's about uh, Pete and his escapades and unhealthy relationships with, with women. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so would you say that this album... Is a little less sixteen candles, a little more touch me. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a lot hornier. Yes, and they just get hornier mm-hmm. and hornier until they kind of. I feel like they're kind of B 
becoming just like their dads at this point. So yeah. they're just making like dad music. <laughs> um, I like, there's a little like, you can hear a little like Saves the Day influence in this song. Okay. Like during like the second verse, there's a little like, it's like a, a kind of Saves the Day thing where like the dr- drums and bass are kind of leading the melody. Uh-huh. And then there's like little like just kind of guitar parts that uh-huh. kind of will, are like choppy, I guess. It'll be like a din I don't know. You have to listen to the song to, to hear what I'm talking about. Okay. But I hear this. I hear the Saves the Day influence in this. Okay. I'll have to listen to that next time I put this on, which will be never because I'm done with this fucking album. <laughs> I have written down that this should have been the third single instead of... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I could see that. Uh, it, Yeah. Good song. Uh, there's a lot of like left and right fading. Mm-hmm. I think the Fall Out Boy does that just a lot. Yeah. But there's, it's, there's tons of it. It's like Patrick singing to himself left and right. Mm-hmm. Um... Sometimes I'll listen to these while I'm at work, so I only have one headphone yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't catch that initially. And mm-hmm. then when I was like really sitting down listening to it, I was like, "Wow, there's a lot going on with like the," which is annoying because I, I at the time like I would also just wear like one headphone in, mm-hmm. so it just sounds terrible when you have one headphone in. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's all I got. Good song. Yeah. Yeah. You like it? I like it. Okay. Good. It's my stamp of approval. I like it too, boo. Burrow. <laughs> I like it too, boo. Burrow. You calling me a fucking donkey? No, I was like. Bur- oh, a burrow. Yeah. Okay. I was like, no, well, whatever. <laughs> Fucking right. Gordon Ramsay over here. <laughs> whatever that means. Because Gordon Ramsay calls people donkey. Oh, like okay. Like when he gets mad at him. You ever seen this? No, I've never okay. seen Gordon Ramsay do anything. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so let me, hold on. I got to pull out this whole. Your penis? Yeah. Excuse me while I whip this <laughs> <Yeah>. out. Uh, <laughs> here, you talk about something. I got I to gotta look up this fucking song title. I like the weather today. I don't like Eric's fucking taking a jab at the weather. Uh-huh. It's nice and like gloomy. I like it too, but it's just, it's very windy, which is annoying to me. Yeah, I guess I don't really like the wind. Yeah. You convinced me. That's there how much it's <laughs> Oh, good. good. I'm glad because I've got the song pulled up now. All right. So this track called I've Got a Dark Alley and a Bad Idea that says you should shut your mouth. Summer song. That was, I've got a dark alley and a bad idea that says you should shut your mouth, Summer Song. What do you think about that? I- ironic that uh, the song says you should shut your mouth when it's so fucking long. Well, that's that's the irony. Yeah. How can I shut my mouth? I'm still saying that... <laughs> it's been 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, there are 40 fucking syllables in the in the name of this song. Yeah. this that That is an egregious song title. And yeah. that they should be reprimanded somehow. They should go to jail for the rest they of their life. They should go to... Just send him to prison. Send him to fucking Guantanamo Bay. God, did you see uh, the the Patrick's mugshot was making the rounds again on Twitter? No, pa- wait, Patrick got arrested. So okay, here's he went to he got arrested for the most Patrick thing ever. <laughs> so okay. he went to um, a fast food place and then he asked for a water cup and the, and he was filling up with soda. <laughs> no, uh, okay. So if I had to ask you, like, what would you, if Pete was arrested, what would Pete get arrested for? I don't want to say. <laughs> um, uh, in, yeah. in decent exposure. Okay, perfect. Uh, drunk driving and in decent exposure. Patrick was arrested for driving without a license. <laughs> Shout out to Michael Renee Nunez, our buddy who drove without a license <laughs> for, for 10 years. Yeah. You're yeah. the Patrick Stump of our group of friends. <laughs> I will not co-sign that. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but yeah, what do you think of the song? It just they they definitely slow it down. Yeah. So this song um, uh, is definitely about his Pete's almost death. Yes. Either whether he, it's a little confusing whether he intentionally tried to commit suicide, but he was in not a good place. He was using a lot of drugs. He was in a Pain bad way. And, like, this is yeah, antidepressants. Th- this is the song that's most directly about that. There are lots of songs on this record that kind of reference it a little bit, but this is like entirely about that. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot of imagery in this. Like, you know, the line where it's like, put the doctor on the phone. I'm not making any sense. Yeah. Like it's, it's a, it's an intense song. Yeah, you definitely feel it. Like, yeah. you can tell this song is about something not not superficial. Yeah, it's not about hooking up with girls. It's about something that's like uh, a big song. I respect it. I think it's a good song. I yeah, I actually I like it a lot. I, I find that it's like it's one of the songs that I I go back and listen to often when I when I go revisit this album. Wow. Okay. Um, you know, I just like the whole like you know the record one stop st- skipping mm-hmm. and all that. Like I, it's just it's a well written song. Yeah, I don't think there are a lot of songs on this record I don't like, but this one is probably not very high for me. It just not it just yeah. uh, the the melody is a little strange. It feels like the maybe this is one of the examples kind of earlier on mm-hmm. where. Pete comes to Patrick with the lyrics and Patrick writes the music mm-hmm. and it just doesn't seem to come together. Like the flow oh, okay. of these lyrics don't really seem to match the music. And maybe that's because this is a really personal song for Pete and Patrick's trying to write the music for it. It's maybe a that little makes... bit of a difficult task, something I, this personal. You I know? get that. I see. Well, the thing is though, I, I understand why you would think that, but I actually, I think that they kind of, it's got a, like a stripped down acoustic guitar like accompanying it. It's like I think it it does kind of. They, I think they do mel- meld together as well as anybody can. Who's like, hey, I wrote this lyrics. You write the music for. Okay, me. well, you're entitled to your opinion. Yeah, it's unfortunately. Right. Well, I mean, I wish you were America. <laughs> um, yeah, a Pete described this as uh, looking in the mirror and not feeling safe in your own skin. Yeah, in the mirror. Yeah. Look in the mirror. Mirror. Uh, Patrick apparently does not like this song. Really? I read somewhere that Patrick wanted to replace this song. Oh, wow. Which I'm sure Pete was, Pete like, loved. Fuck you. <laughs> he was like, this is my most personal song. And Patrick's like, yeah, this one kind of sucks. This song is mid. <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> You're a real um, Okay. Yeah. Well, do That's, you have anything else for it? I mean, I like, I like this song. No, yeah. Uh, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a deeply personal song. Yeah. Uh, try and refrain from the jokes about it. Not for me, but I, I, I respect it. But goddamn, I respect it. <laughs> oh God, Jesus Christ! Sorry. All right, technical snafu. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to play the next song, which is why that you heard that just okay. now. Okay. Um, yeah, let's. So the next track is called uh, Seven Minutes in Heaven," Anna Van Halen. That was Seven Minutes in Heaven out of Van Halen. That's a good song. Yeah. The name of the song is Seven Minutes in Heaven, and it's the seventh track. Oh, that's interesting. That's fun, right? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> how do you, how long is it? It's not a seven minute song, is it? No, it's not. It's like four, two minutes, two minutes. Yeah, it's okay. not fucking Bohemian Rhapsody. Ugh. Yeah, no. So your thoughts on this song? Um, I like the song. Uh, do, do you like, do you like Van Halen? What are your uh, thoughts on Van Halen? 
well, I like 1984. Whatever that that album is, the book. It better not. You better not be talking about the <laughs> it's fucking book, book corner. Here we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so let's. Yeah, Ativan is the prescription, the drug, drug that he was taking for yeah. anxiety. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's anxiety or depression, One something like that. Yeah. That uh, Pete was, uh, uh, I don't want to say abusing, because I don't know if he was abusing it. He was using it heavily. Yeah, uh, that's what I, led to his... It's not my place to say. Yeah. But that Ativan, and so the name of the song is Seven Minutes in Heaven, Ativan Halen. Mm-hmm. You, you're you not a you're not a Van Halen fan? I like Van Halen. Okay. I like Sammy Hagar's version of Van Halen. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, Van Hagar. Yeah, I don't like Van Hagar. I mean, that's everyone says they don't like yeah. Van Hagar, though. But, um, you know, I... I, I I liked the big popular songs. Okay. Uh, I don't like Van Halen. Do you want to know why? Why? So the video Hot for Teacher. Have you ever watched the whole video for Hot Hot for Teacher? I'm sure you know the song. I know the song. I've never, I don't think I've ever watched the video. So the video is super crazy, super weird, crazy. Yeah. It sucks. Those guys. Uh, So you're presented in this video. There's a, there's a young boy named Waldo, a, a little, little boy named Waldo. Okay. And his mom is like, don't worry, son. Today will be the day that you make friends at school. Okay, and I don't. It's kind of like a little bit of like a bummer, and then he gets up, he gets on the bus, and there's a bunch of like rock and roll kids. Like they look like all these kids look like like hair metal stars. Like are they and, just dressing in the like, cosplaying yeah. as rock stars? Okay. And then we go into like a, a montage where every member of the band Van Halen, Diamond David Lee Roth, I love him, Eddie Van Halen, Alex Van Halen. And the other guy. <laughs> yeah. We there's this kind of like um Obi-Wan Kenobi moment where he's the the member of the band is kind of in the shadows in the background and you see their younger self. Okay. Are you following me here? Yeah, I could see who you're going. Uh you just, if you're listening at home, watch the video. Stop and watch the video. Or don't. It sucks. So now the members of Van Halen are at school and they're like giving like Waldo a little bit of like grief. Okay. And t- to me. This bugs me so much because the kid Waldo is like a dork. He looks like a dork. He's got big glasses. He's got gelled down, parted down the middle hair. Okay. And Van Halen are basically bullies. They're bullying this kid. It's the 80s, man. Here's bullies where it gets, are cool. Here's where it gets even worse. Okay. Class starts and the teacher walks in and then she starts stripping. For, oh, for children. <laughs> for children. Oh, my God. And that is the entire concept of this video. Like the teachers are strippers and they're going from class to class. And instead of learning and growing their young minds yes. are just they're growing wa- their young penises <laughs> yes. just watching strippers oh god at the end of the video i'm pretty sure there's like a it's like a stand by me moment uh-huh. where they go over all the members of the band and what they did when they grew up and mm-hmm. you know david lee roth is like a game show host and and, the, and waldo becomes like a pimp basically oh, god. he like he's wearing like furs and like a hat and has a bunch of women around him so i guess take solace in knowing that waldo a eventually got it figured out he became a cool guy yeah a cool guy in the eyes of society but um i just can't like van halen because they bullied this kid that's the only reason you don't like van halen well the t- the weird pedophilia stuff going on in the yeah, video yeah. too is a little strange i but the <laughs> bullying the kid I, I can't get over the the closest i got to watching a video of this song was uh in the movie varsity blues Did you ever see that movie with no, uh, james vanderbeek you, oh uh, yes i have seen it yes. yeah where they, they go to their strip club and they find out their teachers stripping because <laughs> um teachers don't get paid a fair wage in this country yeah and yeah, they're like, "Hey, you boys, what's up?" And they're <laughs> she's playing "Hot for Teacher." Yeah, I think that's probably inspired by this song. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's Van Halen. That's Van Halen. Hot and for Teacher. I, I do like the song, but the fact the Van Halen like kind of illusion, okay, like kind of like it bugs me a little bit. You know, this might be my favorite song on the album. Holy cow! Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, I just feel like because you know me, I'm a 
I'm a horny guy. (laughs) (laughs) And you love the idea of having seven minutes in heaven. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, it's, um, it, I don't know. It's just like, it's a good song. Like it just sounds fucking, it kicks ass. This song is good. I'm going to ask you a personal question. Okay. At any point in like high school or like in your younger formative days, did you ever play seven minutes in heaven? I did once. I I did once. Wow. Yeah. You cool guy. yeah, it feels I mean, like more of like a movie trope than anyone actually doing this, you know? Yeah, no, I think it, it happened once and I was just like, I was like, well, I was like super religious as a kid. Mm. And so I was just like terrified. <laughs> Do you want to go into like a detailed like recount of what of what happened? I'd rather not. But uh, yeah, no, it was like just some, I don't even remember her name. But yeah, it was just like, who? Eric Tillman, what a playboy. You don't even remember her name. Well, yeah, because I was fucking like 10 years old. Wait, you were 10? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, maybe we shouldn't talk about it then. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> um, I was, uh, yeah, I was in a, I had a joke. Well, like, not gonna be like in high school playing Seven Minutes in Heaven. In high school, you just make out with people. But isn't that like, um, when you would most likely be playing Seven Minutes in Heaven in high school? Listener, reach out. When give us the, I want a number, like I an age like, number, when you think the you're most likely to be playing Seven Minutes in Heaven. I feel like it, you play Seven Minutes in Heaven when you're like in middle school. Really? Do I you? feel like that. I, I don't know. I, oh, I, I played it. Okay. I played it early, I guess, because grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. You know. <laughs> to me, Seven Minutes in Heaven is like a a game for like seventeen year olds. That's insane. Yeah, that where you would say that. Where you're still going to like p- parties, uh, like you, house parties. No, when you're seventeen years old, you're just having sex with people. Oh. Okay. I learning a lot about you and a lot a lot about me. I guess. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. I just I feel like. At, at the high school parties I went to, before I made friends with our friend group, mm-hmm. like there were some, there's some bad stuff happening at those parties. Okay. So, you know. Um, anyways, song kicks ass. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's a great song. Uh, Brendan Urie. This is the song that he's on. Right? Oh, is he? Was, yeah. Oh. I don't know. I thought I thought you wouldn't know this. I don't. I I didn't parse it like when I was listening to it. He's doing like black like background uh, vocal melodies. So he's not like front and center. Like no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, no, like, I just, I love the, it's very much, this is, like, the the Pete persona where he's, like, I have sex. <laughs> and he's, like, you know, I'm sleeping my way out of this one. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, like, I keep telling myself I'm not the desperate type. Yeah. But, you know, it's, like, he's, it, it, this is another song where he's, like, like, I, I'm saying this, but I don't really mean it. It's sort yeah. of, I'm playing it up. Yeah, the composition of this song is really good. It's still... Fallout Boy pop punk, but there's a mm-hmm. couple like more complicated like rhythm guitar parts going on, and the drums are interesting. Like there, this is the end because I don't. This will not happen a lot on Infinity High of them making pop. Well, punk how do you know? Songs. When was the last time you listened to Infinity High? A couple months ago, when you were drunk and you oh, made us listen yeah, to it. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, it's uh, a very good song. I have written in my notes that I um relate to Pete when it mm-hmm. comes to like his anxiety and his yeah. kind of like the mental stuff he's going through but don't relate to him in the horniness so oh, well, i relate to him in the horniness yeah so you and i together are kind of like pete we are the pete. <laughs> we are pete i'm the one who abuses substances and is anxious all the time you're the one who's horny the substance you abuse is uh what wine every now and then <laughs> and i definitely don't abuse it no um yeah i mean do you have anything else for that one which i don't i don't really have a lot of it i just i have to say like this is probably my favorite song of the album yeah just the, the melodies are really good. The, I keep telling myself. I keep telling myself. Keep telling myself. Uh, yeah. Really good. Great song. I think it's going to be high ranking for both of us. Absolutely. All right. So we'll go right into the next track. It's called Sophomore Slump or Comeback of the Year. And we'll cut and we'll play that now. I'm 
that was sophomore slump or comeback of the year by the band fallout boy yeah it was like that? it's i like this song uh if you had asked me a couple weeks ago like what songs i don't like mm-hmm. this would have been one of the ones like i think this is one of the weaker songs really? on the record wow as I was listening to this record and like just kind of going throughout my day, this is the song that I found getting caught in my head the most. Oh, okay. Does it mean it's my favorite song on the record? No. Or maybe but it's high up there. Who knows? It's high, yeah, who knows? I don't know. But the melody of this song is like was very infectious. Okay. For me. Yeah, there's a lot of like good lyrics that I wrote down. I was just well, not. I don't say good lyrics, mm-hmm. but I'm just like there were lyrics that I thought were noteworthy. Interesting. Interesting lyrics in this song. Yes. Uh, calling themselves, you know, we're the therapists mm-hmm. pumping through your speakers. <laughs> Um, let's jump right into that. This song yeah. is about Fallout Boy. Yeah, absolutely. Not a lot of bands like write songs about themselves in this kind of way, right? Which I think is interesting. Like a song to the fans about themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, what it reminds me of is both ska bands and hardcore bands oh, do okay. this. Like ska bands have songs about themselves okay it's kind of like a trope i'd say a little bit hardcore bands will always have the very cliche hardcore bands will have that one song where it's the name of their band oh they say the name you of know band. and it's like um so it's it's a it's interesting uh it's i didn't again i didn't like it at first because it's it's almost like it's, it's weird too self-aware do you it's think? too self-aware okay but the melody got me so yeah no i mean um it definitely it is sort of it's it's so self-aware, but I mm-hmm. I like that, and I think see I, I think coming back to this album after Take This to Your Grave, I was like ah, oh, there's not a lot of like harder songs, mm-hmm. but I'm I was wrong. Like there are a lot of like heavy heavier sounding songs on this album. I thought the they, same they, thing too. They we, they weave it well into like yeah. the pop, mm-hmm. but like. They're, these boys are rocking. They found a way to kind of disguise the really strong guitar, like dr- driving guitar parts, kind of in like where it's not the most obvious part of the song. So yeah. in case, so this song can, this record can be a little bit more pop accessible, but they're there. Um, I sent you this video of, and what is this? Daryl Hall? Yeah. So Daryl Hall of Hall the Notes has mm-hmm. like a YouTube show. I don't know if it's just on YouTube or anywhere else, but He'll have like artists come to his house and they'll mm-hmm. just jam. Yeah. Um, and you sent me them playing this song. Yeah. Not them, just Patrick. Just Patrick, I'm sorry, yes. Uh it's only it's Patrick playing the drums back to his roots, a mm-hmm. drummer. He sings the song and drums. Mm-hmm. Very and rare. Like Mickey from the Monkeys. <laughs> yeah. Can you name any other drummers who sing? Dave Roll. Well well. Yes, but like play drum and sing as like in the band. Oh, there's a what guy is that? There's like a guy from the, like an old '80s band that does yeah. that. Is it um? Does the is guy it from Def Leppard? No. Oh, he only has one arm. Oh, that's the that's yes. what, that's the. Okay. Does the guy from Rush sing some of the songs? Yes, sometimes? I think he, yes. Getty Lee. Getty no, Lee's the main the, singer, but yes. I think you're right. The, the drummer, the drummer from Rush. Listeners, if you know the drummer or any of the members of rush email us <laughs> um and i and i know i said mickey from the monkeys but they actually they weren't playing their instruments well no they're they're a fake band yeah. except for davy jones davy jones is a real artist yeah yeah spoilers sorry if anyone oh died, speaking back david break, bowie. The, break the kayfabe for the monkeys no, of course no uh you know that uh david bowie famously named david jones he uh had to change his name because of uh just like kind of like a sag thing like a mm. uh, musician's okay. guild he couldn't perform as david jones he had to go as david bowie i did not know that yeah because of davy uh, jones i did not know that there you go very interesting 
Um, what else I got? Oh, this is our buddy William Beckett. Does uh, like part of the hook is on it this song? Yes. Okay. Uh, they say the word gypsy in this I've, song. I have gypsies on my notes right here. Cancel it. You can't say that, guys. Can't say it. They're Roma. Uh, it, in 2005, were like we aware that Gypsy was like a absolutely slur? not. No, I no, no, we weren't. Gypsy Which, is a slur. right? Gypsy is a slur. Yes. Okay. Um, there's a line where it says, "Um, we were the we were the boys you used to love, but then we grew old." Mm-hmm. Patrick is 21 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Pete is like 26. Yeah, they're just aging. They're yeah. rotting away. Oh yeah, these old decrepit men. <laughs> Um, this whole record, if it's, it's kind of about one of three things. It's either being horny, being depressed, or about themselves. And so think, this and Our yeah. Lawyers Made Us Change the Name are like the two songs that are like really, it's it's about like them becoming a bigger band. Right. Or, you know. It's, it's about themselves, but in the sense of we are, this is who we are going to be. Yeah. Who yeah. we want to be. Yeah, exactly. They're dressing for the jobs they want. Exactly. Um, the, the kind of last thing I have on this, I might be fucking nuts. Okay. Is, is this song like heavily inspired by Michael Jackson in like the last 30 seconds? Like nineties, oh, Michael Jackson. Okay. When we were listening to it, I kind of breakdown. I, we listened and I was like, listen to this. And you're like, what? And I was like, okay. And I was just remember that. You remember that kind of like, it's like, like give in or just give up. Yeah. It's very, but it's nineties. Um, Michael Jackson. And, I could see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And Patrick does this kind of like oh, like thing. Like uh-huh. um, it's uh, it's there's a there's a Michael Jackson song called Earth Song, which has a nuts video. Okay, uh, go watch that Earth Song. And it to me it it feels it's the best example of like a '90s Michael Jackson song that they're like pulling influence from. Not even they. Okay, specifically Patrick. Patrick, because yeah. like the 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 melody of the song. Interesting. I'll have to. I'll have to watch that. Um, mm. Do you like the song "Stranger in Moscow"? I love that song. <laughs> that song. That's our favorite Michael Jackson yeah. song. This is a. This is a deep cut for us. Uh, we unironically love the song "Stranger in Moscow." That's an industrial song. <laughs> it's a genius song. It's the best it's Michael great. Jackson song. Yeah. Shout outs to Brian. We miss you. Yeah. It's not the best Michael Jackson song. Yeah. But I think because I. It's up there. It's. It, it really is a great song. Yeah. I love that song. Yeah. But that, that I know what you mean. Like that that '90s era where Michael Jackson's uh-huh. very much like not as poppy. He's sort of like exploring the space as like a vocalist. Yeah. I'm not a Michael Jackson fan. Uh, That's what you, told, you told me you love Michael Jackson. <laughs> uh, neither the the music has never really done it for me. Probably I'm just a little too young. Yeah. for it, and uh, not a fan of the person either. No. Obviously, but when I was listening to this, I was like, this feels like '90s Michael, Michael Jackson. Okay. I went and listened to a couple like '90s Michael Jackson songs. Uh-huh. I was like, I think I might kind of be into this a little. No, bit. no. <laughs> um, old Jacko got you. Yeah, Jacko's backo. <laughs> that no, that's interesting. I'll, I'll have to go and listen to that Earth song and yeah, see compare notes. Give us some feedback if you think I'm an idiot for comparing this Fall Out Boy song to Michael Jackson. Tell me. Show up at my work. Well, either way, <laughs> I was. I one of my notes was this is another strong song. We'll get into this when we do the the actual like our ratings, but. Mm-hmm. Pleasantly surprised with this song as well, kind of revisiting it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that being said, that was Sophomore Slump or Comeback of the Year, which I mean, I guess the title itself is sort of like a, it's sort of a, a message to the, the the reviewers who might have panned Take This to Your Grave yeah. and how anticipated, uh, you know, From Another Quarter yeah. was. It's a message to you, Rudy. 
<laughs> okay. Um, it also, Are we in Scott Corner right now? Uh, we're always in Scott Corner. It also, uh, I'm just kind of realizing this right now, it's it's not their sophomore record. I mean, it's, it's, their, their, it's their studio, their sophomore studio. Record. Yes. So yeah. it just, it's, it's up for them to decide what they're, like, if they want to consider Evening Out With Your Girlfriend their first record, they could, but it's very clear that they don't. They, they don't. I wouldn't either, though. Yeah. It's it's like a demo. Yeah. It's a glorified demo. It's uh, I don't know. I, it's an it's EP. Not, it's it, not an LP. It's you know, an EP. Their record, their choice. They decide that it's okay. not a full, full length All to right. them. We'll leave it at that. Um, next song is a song called... I will pause and I look at my phone because these songs are... You- <laughs> no, no. I, I just had it. It's uh, Champagne for My Real Friends, Real Pain for My Sham Friends. Okay. Great, great title. Yes. And so we'll cut it here and we'll come back. That was Champagne for My Real Friends, Real Pain for My Sham Friends by the band Fall Out Boy. Yes, it was. Yeah. Do you like that song? Champagne for My Real Friends, Real Pain for My Sham Friends and it is an example of an antim... antim- <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry. This is a hard word to say. I, so no, I'd appreciate I was laughing if you were at, laughing over... No, I was over- laughing at you just finding the definition of this song. I'm, I'm going to say I used to have to go to speech classes when I was in elementary school. I didn't know that. So... You laugh- You're not going to make me feel bad. I wasn't laughing at the way you were pronouncing it. I was laughing at you finding the definition for this literary term. If I had polio, would you laugh at me? No. If I was in a wheelchair, would you laugh at me? No. So why are you laughing at me for my speech impediment? I wasn't laughing at you for your speech impediment. Fuck you. Listener, he was laughing at me for my speech impediment. Speak on it. Go. <laughs> Champagne for my real friends. Real pain for my sham friends is an example of an anti-mat... <laughs> Antab antibly antibly okay okay is a repetition of words in succession clauses, but it it, it transpo- in transposed order. For example, I know what I like and I like what I know. Okay. Uh, it's basically just a series of words and phrases that repeat each other in anticipation of each other. Okay. Um. I'm going to read you some examples. Oh my God. Okay, go on. Where do you have to fucking be? I don't have anywhere to be. I'm just saying we're at right, uh, one hour and 10 minutes. Are we really? Yeah. It'll be a long one. Okay. Bonus okay. episode for you guys. It's free content. Here's some, here's some good ones. You tell me which one of these you like. Okay. Eat to live, not live to eat from Socrates. Don't like that. It kind of sucks. Um, the Sabbath was made for man, not man made for Sabbath. Mark 227. Fuck that. Hold on. I have one more. I have two more. Okay. Uh, I've got my mind on my money and my money on my mind. My Snoop Dogg. Absolutely. And here is the best one. In America, you can always find a party. In Soviet Russia, party finds you. Ah, uh, was that, what's his name? Uh, Yakov Smirnov, Yakov Smirnov. 
Uh, this has been Literary Corner. <laughs> oh, you can't have Literary Corner now. <laughs> hey, man, I read. All right. On Wikipedia. So okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> Please. This is also a quote from Irish painter Francis Bacon, who is like a, not a surrealist, but a, like, I don't even know what, like, he was like a intense, like, surrealist, like, a, a, almost like a grimy kind of, like, salt of the earth kind of human condition type okay. photographer and painter who okay. wrote a lot of stuff about how much life sucks. Life does suck. I will life give you that. Sucks. I'll give him that. Um, there's a lot to go into on this song. Okay. Uh, go into it, bro. What were you, would you want to have some thoughts on this? I was just saying that it, a lot of the, the guitar sounds for this remind me very much of like the strokes. That's so interesting that you say that. Yeah. It reminds me of the band Sparta. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's, those are two opposite ends of yeah. the spectrum. That's very crazy. <laughs> but I do kind of see it though. Like it's very kind of like, twang, bar- like, you the, know, like, yes, exactly. Um, the twangy, but sort of like, it's got like a filter over it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Reminds me of like Reptilia or yeah. something. Who's a better band, The Strokes or Sparta? Sparta, absolutely. Okay, thank you. Were you a Sparta or a At the Drive-In guy? Uh, I love At the Drive-In. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy all those records. Uh, I like Sparta more. Let's just tell you what I think about Sparta. I'm, okay. I'm not. I'm a weird person. Well, I guess I should say, do you like? Uh, I should. Uh, I guess the better comparison would be, do you like Sparta or do you like the Mars Volta? Oh, I don't like the Mars Volta at all. No, you, I don't. I don't want to. I don't. Breaking news! Do you know that uh, Mars Volta just announced that they're coming out with an acoustic album? Oh, that sounds great. like it's going to be fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't really care for the Mars. I don't dislike them. I'm yeah. not, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm an anti Mars Volta person. Just, just an appeal. It's it's a very weird type of music that mm-hmm. it, it's very niche. Yeah. So I get that. Yeah, Sparta. Yeah, and a band like Sparta, I was I was in love with when I was in high school. Yeah, Sparta's cool. Um, yeah, so. Th- th- I immediately like stuck out when I was like listening to this. I was like, "This is what what Sparta song does it remind you of?" Uh, n- it would be the entirety of the record Porcelain. Okay, not to be confused with Moby. This is yeah. not Moby Corner. No, thank God. But yeah, this kind of like it's like a gin 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 uh-huh. like kind of, which I guess does now that I'm just making that guitar sound. Right, it's... it sounds like fucking Reptilia. So. Yeah, right. Okay, <laughs> that's so funny. So I'll go, I'll go through. I'll listen to Porcelain. It's been a while since I've listened to Porcelain, so mm-hmm. I'll go through and I'll check it out. Um, more more bombastic uh songwriting like just because we move units yeah you know they you know they <laughs> yeah that was weird i don't even <laughs> uh what is it they say again again this uh, it's real fr- real friends not just because we move units yeah fuck okay and anyway. we only do this for the stars that score mm. or, i don't know yeah yeah uh this is also the name of an episode of one tree hill Really? Mm-hmm. No. We, you love One Tree Well, do we want to talk about One Tree Hill? <laughs> Let's go into One Tree Hill. What it, uh, was this before Pete was on One Tree Hill? I'm a little confused. I think it's not the name of an episode that Pete is on. Right. But that's why I, I was I brought this up. So Pete Wentz appears on several episodes of One Tree Hill. As himself. As himself. How did you, what did you, we watched the video together. I, what, I hated it so much. You, like, he's not going to be, like, on Inside the Actor Studio anytime soon. Well, his acting was fine. I mean, as good as, like, what, was it, like, UPN? Uh, it's a UPN <laughs> yeah, show? Yeah, it is UPN. So it's, like, that's as par uh-huh. for the course anybody that's on that network. For me, it's Daniel Day-Lewis. Willem Oh, Nafau, sure, yes, of course. J.K. Simmons. Uh-huh. And Pete Wentz. Just, Just the literally, great, like, acting powerhouses. The greatest, just acting artists 
that our generation has well, to right, offer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, those are, like, you know, like, Daniel Day-Lewis is, like, a method actor. So mm-hmm. he was like, hey, I'm going to be a guy who's creeping on a girl. I mean, mm-hmm. I got to get into that headspace. Yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis is a method actor. Mm-hmm. And Pete Wentz is an Ativan Stop actor. it. Stop. <laughs> no. Um, uh, yeah, we'll post we'll post the some the of the yeah. One Tree Hill clips in the show notes. It's crazy that in that episode of One Tree Hill, he tells that girl, like, this dick's not going to suck itself. <laughs> That was crazy, that was and they crazy. played it, and they played it on <laughs> on UPN. That's crazy. Uh, I don't. We I don't think we talked about this actual song at all. Uh, we said it sounds like the fucking. It sounds like. Spider oh yeah, that's and we, true. Yeah. Um, I like the song. Yeah, that's, it's, that's all I got to say. It's a. It's another. It's a good song. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad song. It's a good song. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, th- this is. We use this platform to talk about things related to Fallout Boy and then things that have nothing to do with Fallout Boy. And we don't even really listen to the music at all. Yeah, I haven't heard a Fallout Boy song in years. <laughs> That's not true. Um, well, do you, do you have anything else or do you want to move on to the next one? Uh, let's move on to the next one. We'll come back. At the end, I'm going to come back to that song. Okay. I have one more thought on that song. Okay. Uh, so, next song. I slept with someone in Fallout Boy and all I got was a stupid song written about me. Uh, we're gonna cut here and then we'll come right back. I'm the first kid to ride a horse ride and friends, and I am sorry my conscience calling sick again, and I got arrogance down to a science. Oh, and I'm the first kid to ride a horse ride and friends now. And that was I Slept With Someone in Fallout Boy, and all I got was this stupid song written about me. That's a good song. Yeah, sure. Whatever you no, say. You don't th- oh, okay. I, I have some things to say about this song. I have something to say about the the name of the song. Yeah, go ahead. We went to, we we went, took the shirts. <laughs> we, went to, we went to break uh-huh. to play the song, and yes. you don't know if you said the name of the song right. Yes, that is that is true. <laughs> These songs are too goddamn long. They're fucking impossible. You shouldn't be able to like. You shouldn't be second guessing yourself after you say something and be like, "Wait, did I say that wrong?" Yeah, constantly. The, the song is two sentences long. <laughs> goddamn War and Peace. Yeah, dude, it's fucking insane. Go ahead and talk about how much you like this song. So there's a few lines that I like. There's so okay. Uh, I think my favorite line that, that you said. Um, that I said. You, well, you said that do not open before Christmas. Who said it? You said that your favorite line, or that they might have written, was uh, what was that that line? Uh, I'm just a notch in your bedpost, but you're just a line in the song. Yeah, I think uh, where he's saying like, just so you'll know, you'll never know. That's I think that's a good line. Okay, that was a good line that I liked a lot. Um, Strong argument. Too, thank by you the so way. much. Thank you. <laughs> um, I so okay. I think we talked about this on the last episode. Okay, that. I don't think because we talked about the Chad Ball. Uh, yes, he's he's in this song. Chad Gilbert. Chad Gilbert's in this song, and I think that we were kind of poo pooing this song because we didn't, well, at the time we didn't know that it was Chad. Mm-hmm. Um, listening to this song in preparation for the episode, I was like, "Yeah, the Chad part is still a little much," but I feel like if Chad were not, they didn't have that section with Chad, this would probably be one of the best songs on the album. Wow. Yeah. I wouldn't go that far, but, no? but I do kind of agree that the more I listened to the Chad part, I, I didn't like it. Yeah, no, I don't either. Yeah, I like Chad. 
we like we like newfound glory we said it last episode we're pro newfound glory but it just doesn't like fit with this song no it it's, it's very like it's it's a like the song cuts off and it's a new song for a few minutes mm-hmm. um but i always love the chorus you know the, the douse yourself in cheap perfume uh i don't know that's just a a, a song lyric that i feel like it sticks in my head a lot mm-hmm. um do you like that lyric i do I don't know. I don't. I don't like that lyric. You know, douse yourself in cheap perfume. perfume. It won't cover it up. Won't cover it up. Yeah. I don't know. That it's seems so fitting, like so fitting with it, the way you are. It. It seems coded to me, like Why, anti so? anti women. Yeah, it's a fucking emo album from the two thousands. <laughs> it's all anti women. Yeah, which is fine if we were you know seventeen and playing Seven Minutes in Heaven. Yeah. Or ten and playing Seven. <laughs> but we're gonna go back to that. By the way, the fact that you were ten years old playing Seven Minutes in Heaven, I've had a couple minutes to digest that. That's insane. I mean, I wasn't like finger banging somebody when I was ten years old. I just like we just kissed in a closet. <laughs> that's the sound of ten year olds kissing. Yeah, that's it's also angry. your ringtone. <laughs> uh, it's just, that's uh, that's Beaker from uh, the Muppets. <laughs> I just, it just, that lyric is not for me. This whole song is like not for me. I, I, I want to, okay, so I'm going to, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to edit this song in, not for the, not for you listeners. No, you're not going to hear it. But for Mick, I will edit this song and I'll cut that part out. And I want you to listen to the song that way. <laughs> you will really do that? You'll do yeah, that? Yeah, I'll do it. It's easy. Okay. I can, I can audio edit. It's oh, fine. Okay. Um, yeah, I just feel like that song would be so much stronger if it didn't have that part. I feel like they kind of just like copy and pasted that in. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll listen to it. Yeah. But we'll see. I, uh, it just, I, I don't like, th- this song is kind of a dud to me. Really? Yeah. That's so strange mm-hmm. that you would find it to be a dud. Like, you're, yeah. a, you're a hardcore boy. Yeah, I'm like, I like like good old, like, rockin' music, you know? So, yeah. I thought I would like this song a lot more, too, but I don't. Okay. Um, yeah, I, that was just my, my biggest note was like, is this would this song be better without Chad? And if this song didn't have Chad in it, would it be higher in your rankings? But mm. you know, I guess that remains to be seen. This is your favorite song on the record. Th- this is not my favorite song on the record, but it's it's top five. Yeah, this is going into we said it earlier. The uh, the, the this record is really front loaded, and so yeah. I find like kind of around this point of the record, it 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 starts dropping off for me a little bit. Yeah. Just for me. Um, that being said, I mean, I like it anytime Fall Out Boy plays like fast and hard, and that's mm-hmm. what they do with this song. So yeah. you yeah. love being fast and hard. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So do you have anything else for this? Nope. All right. Cool. Oh, I do have one more thing. Oh. There's an AOL music sessions uh-huh. of them playing this, and it sounds fucking horrible. They are so bad. But really? they're like, I don't think they're taking it very seriously. Like Andy does a couple like drum fills that are not in the recorded version of the song. I okay. think they're just trying to like. They're maybe for whatever reason they don't want to be there, and they're just yeah, kind of like sc- we're on AOL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're just screwing around a little bit. Interesting. I love these AOL music sessions. Have you ever watched these? I've seen the one where it's uh, Common and Kanye West. Yeah, where he's Common's got this weird stain on his <laughs> shirt the entire time. It's all I can look at. Yeah, I've we should. I've been trying for years to figure out how to dress up as the stain on that shirt for Halloween. Are you fucking serious? Right no, now? I, I have like I've, I think about it every year. I'm like, how can I be this? And then I realize like, oh, it's a video from 20 years ago. It's an AOL music session uh, that probably you know 30 people. Yeah, have seen. 30,000 views on like YouTube, and no one will get it. Yeah. You could do your, you could do like a big, uh, what was that? That Kanye West and Little Peep video where they have those big oversized shirts, oh. <laughs> and then your face could just be the stain. <laughs> Another song that our friend Derek, loves. oh, he loves Little Peep. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Anyways, we uh, we should do a um, 
We should do a a, a group fo- a group Fallout Boy Halloween costume this year. We absolutely should. Mm-hmm. I'm 100 percent down for that. We'll get like you know w- like the most iconic people in their music videos, like the Deer Boy. Oh, I like that. You know, and I'm trying to oh the like vampire Pete or something okay. like that. You know. That'll would, get their attention. I want to be the the dorky kid with a camcorder from the Grand Theft Auto video. <laughs> you already dress like him in real oh, life. Yeah, so. yeah, that's me. <laughs> All right. All right. So that's uh, that song. I slept with someone in Fall Out Boy and all I got was a stupid song written about me. Exactly. Um, next song is a little less 16 Candles, a little more Touch Me. Track 11. Track 11. Uh, single number three. Yep. So we'll cut here and we'll play it for you guys and we'll come right back. That was a little less 16 candles, a little more touch me. Uh, we kind of covered this on the last episode, mm-hmm. uh, but you were kind of cagey with it because you wanted to save all the, all the juice for this episode. Uh, yeah, my, the most confusing thing about this song specifically is just the fact they made it the single. Yeah. It's a very uh, weak song. It's, it's more so the fact that sugar we're going down is the first single and that's like a pop punk. It feels like a fallout boy song. Yeah. And then dance dance. And that's where they start to change a little bit. It's a little bit more poppy, a little bit more radio accessible. Uh-huh. And then they kind of go back to one of the most pop punk songs on the record. And to that me, this is, I think so. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Just, you know, that new, new, new. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, I, th- it just, I, I wonder why they did that. You'd think they want to go into like a song that's a, a little different bit more direction. like radio friendly. Yeah. Now this song isn't incredibly radio friendly. It's just kind of. It's a little bit uh, of the meat and potatoes of Fall Out Boy. Well, here, I agree with you saying that this does sound sort of like a stereotypical pop punk song mm-hmm. because it's a very forgettable song. Uh, the only note I really had for it was that it's a short song. It's like a minute. It's two minutes long mm-hmm. and it's mostly chorus. Yeah. You know, it's it just sounds like any kind of band you'd find on the warp tour mm-hmm. kind of just playing it. It doesn't really sound like, oh, this is Fall Out Boy. Yeah. Besides the fact that, you know, at the end, like Patrick kind of. You know, he goes, you know, he kind of stretches his vocal, uh-huh. uh, vocals a little bit. But yeah, that being said, I don't think it's a very memorable song. Yeah, this is of, yeah, I just, I feel like we're going to ruffle some fe- ruffle some feathers. I don't think we will. Do you we'll think We'll see. So? I don't know. If we've ruffled your feathers, let us know. I'll yeah. send you a personalized apology. Oh, okay. I feel like people really like this song. This, so this song did terrible. Mm-hmm. In terms of like, um, you know, placement on like the Billboard Hot 100 yeah. or whatever, like because Dance Dance was such a a well received song, this song was sort of like a they kind of like put the brakes on any kind of like momentum they had. Yeah, so gotta be scary. You're like you're coming off the high of Dance Dance, and then your next single kind of maybe doesn't flop. I don't know if you want to say it's a. It kind of flopped. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. it, it feels like it to me, and I feel like that's sort of like the the consensus, like. When the critical reception for this song. Yeah. I did read that it hit number one on TRL. For how long though? I think it was only two days. Okay. Yeah. That's nothing. No, no. Not for TRL. They get retired or anything. Yeah. How long, how many days could you be number one on TRL before you got retired? 60 days. I want to say it was 40. Is it 40? Okay. I also don't give a fuck. Yeah. So I don't know why I asked. Who gives a shit? (laughs) Did you watch a lot of TRL when you were a kid? Uh, In the like 2001, 2002, like 
I was watching TRL mm-hmm. like every day. Yeah. I love Cisco. <laughs> uh, Cisco was very like the thong song was yeah. on TRL all the time. I feel like there was probably like a three year span where I saw every episode of TRL. Really? Yeah. You like Carson Daly? No. <laughs> okay. I like the way he um like painted his fingernails. And oh looked, yeah, he's like kinda, I'm kind of goth. And was friends with Smash Mouth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Weird guy. Then he had that talk show. He um, had the Late Late Show. Yeah. Yeah. Who has that? Is, is there still it's a James late... Corden? I think. No, it's not. No. Yeah. Is it? it? James Corden is. Is he just CB, on the Late Show? Is CBS, and that's like the that's the like the uh, Craig Ferguson slot. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so he was NBC then. Yes, Carson Daly was the slot after Conan. Oh God, Conan O'Brien! Can we do a Conan corner one day? I want to do a Conan <laughs> O'Brien episode. I was gonna say I think everyone has turned this podcast off now. With well, it's little... been three hours <laughs> yeah. since we started recording. Yes, people are dying to hear our um, our thoughts late on night. late night television. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I will say this: Hey, late night television kind of formed both of us. So. That is very true. We yeah. do, we do love that's a, a spark in our friendship. Yeah, um, yeah. That being said, I didn't have a lot of notes on it. I, you know, the, the video had more to say. I don't have anything to say about the the song itself. Yeah, well, let, we'll get the ball rolling. This song, although I think there are some interesting guitar parts, and it's a decent song, uh-huh. it's just a little boring for me, and that's just me. Yeah, likewise, I, I don't really have anything to say about this. Uh, you know, if you if you like the song, let us know. Talk some shit to us. Mm-hmm. Fucking fight me. Yep. Uh, we'll go right into the next track. It's Get Busy Living or Get Busy Dying. Do your part to save the, ste- to save the scene and stop going to shows. Jesus. It's a fucking mouthful. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, we'll cut here, loop it in, and then we'll be right back. That was Get Busy Living or Get Busy Dying. Do your part to save the scene and stop going to shows. Oh boy. This is a <laughs> this is a this is a song. Yeah. Do you like it? Uh it this song drags on so long. Very the, much. The this 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 thing has been said so this many has been, been said. said, yeah. Man, uh buried in the second to last song on the record. I feel obligated to not say super like a lot because this song makes the end of the record feel so Heavy. long. Like yeah, it's a drag. So in just like um like almost silent uh protest, I'm not gonna say a lot. I okay. Well I feel here's my here are my notes. I'll just go I'll breeze through these notes. Uh the part where he says, I know this hurts. Always reminded me of that scene from Terminator 2 where T-1000 stabs Sarah Connor in the shoulder. <laughs> and he's like, I know this hurts. Call to John. <laughs> Another movie reference. I, I, Maybe. Mo- yeah, it? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to ask Pete. I think I know this hurts is just like a thing that people say. Uh, yeah, so not true. everything that someone has said in a movie is like... A mo- I, I would like to believe that. That's my headcanon. <laughs> um, there's a few lyrics that I like. You know, I'm falling apart to songs about hips and hearts. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's a cute lyric. Yeah. Um... There are two really bad Pete parts of this song. Yeah. The breakdown. Uh-huh. You know, where he kind of goes over to the bridge. Mm-hmm. And they they layer it in with himself. Mm-hmm. Not great. Not my favorite. 
Um, and then the spoken word part. Uh-huh. Uh, this spoken word part, I would... I, I used to... Uh, the fifth Beatle. I used to text <laughs> Louis. Louie! I used to text Louis just this part. Like, this whole long thing. And you're just like, <laughs> fuck you. Leave me alone. It's 8 a.m. on a Saturday. Because um, it's... Like, I think at the time, everyone was just like, what the fuck is happening? This, uh-huh. this is a weird fucking song. And the spoken word poem that pete's doing is yeah. not great mm-hmm. yeah it just doesn't uh the the poem itself is kind of interesting but mm-hmm. at the end of this song that drags yeah just doesn't work for me um do you know where the name of the song is from uh no shawshank redemption oh i guess that's yeah that's what uh, it's like morgan freeman says that and, right no it's the it's the white guy Andy uh, Dufresne. yeah i think so maybe yeah. They're talking about how they want to, like, what they're going to do if they get out of jail, when they get out of jail. Okay. And he's talking about uh, the white guy. I don't, I don't, I've never even seen this fucking movie. You've never seen Shawshank Redemption? No. Okay. Well. Uh, he's talking about how he is going to, like, buy some property in, like, the beaches of Mexico. Boat, yeah. And Morgan Freeman's like, I wouldn't even know what to do if I got out of jail. This has, like, ruined my entire life. Yeah. Basically. Institutionalized. Um, and then the white guy says, uh, get busy dying or get me get busy living or get busy dying. Uh-huh. And then he says, uh, Morgan Freeman, do your part to save the scene and stop yes. going to shows. <laughs> um, I've never seen Shawshank Redemption and I realize I've been confusing it with Schindler's List. Oh my God. I, mean, thought, I get it. It's like, those are two like TBS heavy shows yeah. in our day. Shawshank Redemption, Schindler's, Schindler's yeah. List. That makes Saw sense. that S sound. Yeah. Uh, and that's all I got on this song. It drags. It's not my favorite song. You know that there's, a, there's another in... The upcoming album, So Much for Stardust, mm-hmm. uh, Pete has another spoken word song like this mm-hmm. called Baby Annihilation. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I, I'm not against the spoken word part. It's not like I'm like, oh, spoken word, yuck. Right. I just don't think that spoken word part works very well. So I'm looking forward to... Talking about another song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> looking forward to get to the last song. We're right. done. We're All right. here. We're, we're fucking here at the tail end. Uh-huh. Uh, last song, track 13, XO. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll play it right now for you guys, and then we'll come right back. That was track 13, XO. Not yeah. a bad song. How do you feel about it as a closer? I was going to say it's kind of weak as a co- uh, closer for uh-huh. me a little bit. Although I don't like, this is firmly in the territory of not my favorite song, but I don't mind it. It's but, like a middle of the pack. Yeah, but it's just as a closer, I kind of wanted a little bit more. I, I, I really like the patron saint of liars and thieves. Yeah. Um, so you want something that kind of has that the same kind of closer energy on any on any song yeah. or any record, you know. This is it, it falls a little short, but doesn't mean it's a bad song. I just I, I wish I'm not even sure what song I would put as the closer for this record, but I don't think there is a closer really for this for this song. Like mm-hmm. I mean, this is as close as it gets as yeah. like a closer. Um, I like it. It's you know it's it's I like I, I like I said earlier like it, there I didn't think that there'd be a lot of songs that are like fast pop punk songs, but mm-hmm. this is like a this is a fast hard pop punk song. Yeah. 
Uh, you, you know what my favorite part of this song is? What's that? The title. It's only two letters. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, it's tied for the second shortest. What's the other one? The There's a song on Infinity High called 27. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'll it, have to listen to it again. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know the song either. Okay. Off the top of my head. Uh, but yeah, t- t- uh, uh, st- straying away from the the three sentence long Jeez. titles. Yeah, it's rough. Do you um, think this is a reference to like XOXO, like Gossip Girl kind of kissing? <laughs> or do you think it's like a, a reference to like, um, like Hennessy? In my mind, shows like One Tree Hill, Gossip Girl, Seventh Heaven, they're all the exact same show to me. Not Gossip Girl, buddy. Gossip Girl's a fucking, it's a good show. I believe you, but in, but they're all, they're all the exact same thing. Yeah. They're all these sort of like budget cable kind of yeah. shows. They were all. I'm sure Pete was very into. They were all either on like WB or UPN. Well, those are the same thing. Like the UPN became WB. Shut the fuck up. I'm just telling you. Are man. you serious? Yeah. I kind of remember that. Yeah. Cause you remember like the like kids WB when we would watch like Yu-Gi-Oh and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We love Yu-Gi-Oh. We, we are huge Yu-Gi-Oh stands. <laughs> what happened to that frog? What's he doing now? Michigan J frog. Yeah. They probably locked him in that fucking Warner Brothers <laughs> tower with the, the, the Animaniacs. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. Um, the, do you know about how they got sued for this song? No. Okay. I'll try to make this as short as possible. This guy, Wes Borland. I sold. He's the singer for bands. You'll probably know some of these bands. American Nightmare. Yes. Give it the, the guy from uh, Cold Cave. Yes. Yeah. American Nightmare. Give it the go. Same band. Yeah. Cold Cave. Some Girls. Oh, okay. Um, He's a Some Girls? Yep. Oh, interesting. Uh, he helped write some of these songs. It's kind of hard to tell which songs he was like help it helping them with because yeah. he's uncredited oh okay um and apparently there's a little bit of unfortunate legalese oh, i think this song is his biggest contribution to the record i think oh, okay. from what i can gather i didn't go into the depths of the lawsuit he i think it seems like he wrote most of this song really the, uh, the lyrics and helped compose a lot of it too oh wow i did not know that um i read an interview and basically he's like i don't want to talk about it i'm still friends with all those guys Aww. don't ever think about it or don't ever think it okay but He's still not cool enough. He's to like, wear- I want my money. Though. Yeah, he still wanted his money. So. Yeah, fair. <laughs> um, who knows how, you know, we're, we don't make it up. We're not in the, the music business. We're Maybe, not in the money-making business you know. either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of people think this is a reference to Elliot Smith because he has a record called XO. Okay. But who knows? Hmm. What are you looking at? Uh, the two cats are on the bed, and they're probably about to start fighting right now. Oh, my God. Nope. Yep. Uh, do you want to go do something about that? No, it's fine. You're just going to let them fight? Yeah, fuck it. They're cats. Cats fight. Oh boy, our cats fight a little bit too. Yeah, there you go. Well, it's bad because one of our cats is fourteen. Well, these both these two cats are eighteen years old, <laughs> so they might not survive it. Yeah. Either way, uh, interesting. I, do you like Cold Cave? Not really. Oh, Cold Cave's cool. I like American Nightmare. They're not. I'm not a fan of American Nightmare. Man, but... if you tell these hardcore kids that you don't like Cold Cave, it's like you're a leper, basically. Really? Like yeah. hardcore kids like Cold Cave? Yeah, because it's the fucking American it's... Nightmare guy. Well, yeah, but it's like dark wave though. That's yeah. like goth kids. I'm gonna shit. ask Jackson. Jackson. My friend Jackson, his favorite band is American Nightmare. I'm going to ask him what his thoughts on Cold Cave are. Interesting. Yeah, I want to hear that too, actually. Yeah. Not for me. I don't uh, I'm not really into that kind of gothy dance stuff. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I liked it. I saw Cold Cave uh, play at the bunkhouse before they closed that down. Was it the cool bunkhouse or the racist bunkhouse? Which one's which? <laughs> so at one point, uh, the bunkhouse is a local venue in Las Vegas. At one point, it was a little country and it gave off some weird, like, racist vibes. And then they kind of rebranded it. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, this song is about, from what I can tell, hooking up with someone at the show. 
Oh, that's right. He's like, my mouth moves too fast yeah. for you to figure it out. <laughs> so, um, a fine song. Yeah, it's the intro's a little, a little too up its own ass for me. Mm-hmm. But the you know when the, once the 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 beat picks up, you know, yeah, it's good. Um, that's it. We're done with. No, the we're record. not even close to being done with the, the episode, though. No, we're not done. We have another 45 Get minutes. Get ready, listener. <laughs> yeah, 45 <laughs> no, just minutes. Kidding. We went track by track. Do you have any other thoughts on XO? Absolutely not. Um, yeah, loose Lip Sync, sync Ships. That's I, I feel like that was in a, a history book all of us as a country read. Yeah. And so I think that's where Pete picked it up. I went down the rabbit hole of trying to find the origin of that phrase, uh-huh. and then I was like, "I don't care. I'm not. I'm not reading this. I don't uh-huh. give a fuck." <laughs> yeah, I do a lot of diligence for the research of this podcast, but that was where I drew the line. Yeah. Um. Let's let's pause. Let's, I'll, I'll I'll write this out. Yep. And I'll we'll compare we'll compare our rankings. Coming back on the on the other side of this break, the list of our favorite songs in order. Our final thoughts on the record, and we're going to tie a knot on this episode and talk about what we're going to do tomorrow. And we'll finally let you people go. Yes. All right, so we'll be right back. All right, we're back. Hey, yo. I've got my my list from top to bottom. We're hanging out with some cats. We're hanging out with my cats in the office. Uh, so here's how we're going to do it. Uh, you're going to go your track 13, my track 13, mm-hmm. and then let's go all the way from bottom to top. Yep. Uh, and if we ever get the same one, we drink. Yes. Exactly. Yep. So go ahead with your track 13. Number 13, Get Busy Living. Drink. Drink, buddy. Is that your least That's favorite? That's my least favorite, too. Ah! All right. That song sucks. That song is doo-doo. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, well, maybe. I don't know. Doo-doo for this album. Ta- track 12, I Slept With Someone in Fallout Boy. XO. Oh, boy. 11, I've Got a Dark Alley. No. Uh, my number 11 is Champagne for My Real Friends, Real Pain for My Sham Friends. Track 10, Dance, Dance. Ooh, no. Um, track 10, Little Less 16 Candles. Track 9, XO. Track 9, I Slept With Somebody in Fallout Boy, and all I got was this stupid song written about me. <laughs> track 8, 16 Candles. Track 8, Dance, Dance. Wow, track 7, Sophomore Slump. That's kind of close. Uh, track 7, Our Lawyer Made Us Change the Name of This Song. Track 6, Our Lawyer Made Us Change the Name of This Song. We're right there. <laughs> track 6, Sophomore Slump. <laughs> Number 5, Sugar, We're Going Down. Drink. Woo! We agree that's the fifth best song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's warm beer. Ah. Uh, number four, Nobody Puts Baby in a Corner. Number four, I've Got a Dark Alley. Number three, Seven Minutes in Heaven. Number three, Nobody Puts Baby in a Corner. Number two, Champagne for My Real Friends. Really? Yeah. That's so high <laughs> up for you. Uh, number two, All the Gin Joints in the World. Oh, boy. Number uh, one is Gin Joints. Number one for me, Seven Minutes in Heaven. Okay, we're close. So we're kind of close on a, a few songs, yeah. but there was there was definitely some high for you, very low for me. Yeah, I'm. I realize I'm a big fan of Champagne for my real friends. I think this is it's a song that they they do the most live, or it's a song that they or they they change up the, their traditional style the most that I like the most. So that makes you sense. like you like the experimentation. Like the experimentation yes. works for you. That's my favorite kind of new sound song on this record. Okay, that's interesting. We'll we'll have to I'll have to go back and well, we'll guess we'll go we'll cover it in Infinity on High to see yeah. it, like where that actually, you know, lines up. Oh boy, Infinity on High next. You I feel like you're not going to hate it as much as you think you will. How many tracks are on that record? I think 11. Okay. Yeah. Um I feel like you're wrong, but okay. I mean, I haven't I probably am. Fuck you. <laughs> um Okay, so that being said, so we ranked it. How do you feel about it as a whole? 
my final thoughts on the record yes. is that it's obviously incredibly important to this genre of music. Absolutely. It transcends this bridge between early 2000s emo pop punk stuff to it brings it in the mainstream. Uh, I think the back half of the record drags a little bit for yes, me. Abs- no, I agree. And I think that some of the themes of the record are a little confusing. Like we said right at the beginning, this whole playing around with whether or not they were rock stars right. just comes off as a little weird to me. And it, okay. it, that aspect of the record misses at times. Yeah. But uh, some of the, the 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 direction the band is going in, yeah. I find interesting mm-hmm. for the most part. And there's a couple like classic Fall Out Boy songs on this record. Yeah, no, I feel like I feel like so honestly, I feel like you know, because there's there is a very much a like an emo pop punk revival happening mm-hmm. right now. I feel like a lot of Gen Z kids would really like this album. Yeah. Um, especially because it deals with a lot of like imposter syndrome as like a main theme. And so I feel like, Hey, if you're 17 years old, give this album a listen. It's yeah. probably pretty good. You probably like it. Yeah. I can't wait for machine gun Kelly to do a cover song of it. And everyone just the bu- pants <laughs> busting a nut spunking, spunking their butt over it. <laughs> Ew. All right. Um, okay, well, that being said, like, I feel like, so what would you give this, uh, this album now? Seven out of ten. Yeah, do that right into the mic. (laughs) Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten? Um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm right there. I would even, I wouldn't give it an, I guess I wouldn't give it an eight. Mm. I guess I'd go seven out of ten as well. You want to give it Which is like a three out of five. (laughs) Oh, that's your other correction, you God. <laughs> That's not a correction. It's just how I felt. <laughs> okay. Uh, quick quick side note. 7.5 out of 10. Eric last week said that we were talking about how most reviewers gave this record a 3 out of 5. Or yes. is that Was that what it yeah, was? Yeah, it's a 3 out of 5. And then you said that a, that a 7 out of 10... No, what did you... I said a three, they gave this a 3 out of 5, which I would say is a 7 out of 10. Yes. <laughs> which is how fractions work. Anyways. Yes. Yeah, no, this is a solid 7, 7.5 out of 10. Yes. It's a good album, not their best, to me. Um, interesting to see that this is, like, sort of their their launching point into, like, pop, mm-hmm. like, hardcore pop album. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think us going in Infinity on High is going to be a really good episode. Uh, do you want to talk about what we're going to do tomorrow? Yeah, so we're going to go to a local record store and Zia listen records. and listen to the new record. Yeah, we're going to go. It's March 15th. When this album comes out, the listening party will have already happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe we'll do like a like a reel or something. Like we'll do like a YouTube or a Instagram live or yeah, something. Yeah, maybe we'll like get into Sam's car and like do a mini episode. Okay, yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to go check out the new album. We're going to try to win some merch. And if we get any merch, at least I will give it, you know, we'll do like a giveaway on Instagram or uh-huh. something. I won't be giving it away. No, you're going to keep that. Yeah, collection. I'm going to sell it. <laughs> yeah, on Discogs. On Alibaba. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, um, yeah, so that's from another core tree, guys. I think we we gave enough time to it. It's been an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. But you know what? This is a big one. This is a big one. It deserved a, a kind of big episode, so... Um, I'm sorry to listener if this was too long, but I'm actually not sorry. Just don't listen to it. Yeah, you're a fucking adult. Listen please, to this. No, just kidding. Please listen. To please that. listen. Please like and subscribe. Uh, Mick, where can they find you? Uh, I am on Twitter. Odd egg. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spell it out phonetically. No, not phonetically. We're done with that. Yeah, just find me on Twitter. Uh, find Instagram. 
Facebook, uh, anywhere. On the street. Yeah. Odd egg. Maybe you'll be lucky. You'll just run into me driving down the street. <laughs> He'll hit you with his car. Yeah. Uh, if you want to find me, my name is Chambray underscore Poppy on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you'd like to follow the show, we are at from under the door or no God, we are Dork Tree Pod on Instagram. We are at Grand Theft Podum on Twitter. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to send us an email, you can email us at dorktreepod at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, we'll give you a shout out if you send us an email. Oh, um, yeah. Also, if you'd like to follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, give us a like and review. It definitely helps us out. Mm-hmm. Mick, you want to close us out? Finally. Finally, the longest episode we've ever done. What number episode is this? This is episode eight. Episode eight? Yeah. Jesus. We've been churning them out, bro. Six. No, eight. Because we have so many episodes, too. From all of us at Under the Dork Tree, thanks for the memories. That's it. Goodbye. Thanks for the memories. I'm not doing that shit. What? Okay, fine. Okay, I'll do it. No, no. Go. Are you still recording? Yeah, I'm recording. From all of us at Under the Dork Tree, this has been a pleasure. We've been talking about the album from Under the Cork Tree, released in 2005 on Island Def Jam by the band Fall Out Boy. Uh, we've had a lot of great times on this day together, March 15th, 2023. We hung out with the cats for a little bit. We had some beverages. Yep. Um, and I would like to say from the bottom of my heart and from the bottom of all of us here, all of us bottoms here. Yes. From under the dork tree. (laughs) Thanks for For the the memories. memories. Even though they were great. They they weren't great. Is it? Even though they weren't so great. They say in the song they weren't so great, but I'm saying oh, they, they were. were great. Thank you, guys. I'm subverting expectations. All right. Thanks for the memories. Day one, I talked about getting out, but not forgetting about how my worst fears are letting out. He said, why put a new address on the same old loneliness when breathing just passes the time until we all just get old and die. Now talking's just a waste of breath and living's just a waste of death. And why put a new address?